Welcome, welcome. You are listening to The Discussions. everyone to the discussions. I am Eric Castro. Next to me is Scott Henry. And today we are talking to Emily Smith. Oh, we are so excited for sister this. Smith. First sister we've had on here. You are just going to rock everyone that listens to With this. the chosen name and everything. Yeah. I'm excited. I was Sister Timothy back in the day, though, when uh, I was a missionary. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so there's lots of reasons we're excited about talking to you. Um, but one of them is you got to serve in Thailand, which we think is so cool. But let, let's start. Let's start really quick from the beginning, though. Do you have any? Are there any stories you have from before you got to the MTC that you feel are unique? Like what about time frame? We got to talk about time frame. Oh, when, when, when oh yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. When did you serve? I served in Thailand from 1993 to 1994. So I left okay. in June of '93 and came home in um, September of '94. What was the mission? It was the Bangkok Thailand mission, Bangkok, Thailand. Okay. which is still the mission. Okay. Um, it's the whole country, which is about the size twice twice of Utah. Okay. Um, but there's oh, s- okay. almost seventy million people in that small space. We have like three million people in Utah. Not many people. You can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sister Timothy against the world. She's just gonna go in there. People everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Scott. So you get. So let's see. Before the MTC, then. Is there anything, like, opening your call, how was that experience? Were you shocked? Did you know of anyone that went to Thailand? Was that, like, a freaky experience for everyone? Or Well, when I decided to go on a mission, I was already done with college. So okay. I, okay. I was studying accounting at the U, and I had thought about going on a mission, and then I think, oh, and then it was getting close to graduation. I'm thinking, do I really want to be an accountant? I don't know. And I'm thinking... While I'm trying to decide what I really want to do, I have time to go on a mission. So I told my parents I'd like to go on a mission, and my dad said, don't you want to stay home and be available? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask, because, I mean, definitely in the culture of the church, it's more predominantly men that are serving. So so especially at that time, that's that's pretty unique. Yeah, back in 93, they hadn't said, you know, let's send all the sisters. It wasn't like that. There weren't that many. But, I mean, there had been a few. My grandma had gone on a few missions. A few Um, missions? When she was... Was older and retired. Okay, she okay, so she was a senior missionary, but she'd gone. And but I, growing up, I'd seen Grandma Timothy going on missions, and so I had um, that example. It right, made it a little I, easier. Right, I had that example. And my dad, um, at the end of World War II, um, he could have gone on a mission, but because of the war, he ended up not going. And so when I decided to go on a mission, he goes, "Well, maybe you're going to be serving the mission that I could have gone on." And um, that's cool. Yeah. So, so, how, so did so your, it was fun. how did your bishop handle? Hey, bishop, I want to go on a mission. Were, were they supportive? Was your state president? Supportive? Everybody was supportive so it was really really great and there wasn't any big productions of opening the calls i do remember my call though i got it in january of 93 which was record snowfall oh okay and um growing up in kaysville it's a smaller place and in 93 it wasn't huge and um 
that morning, I think there was a foot and a half of snow, and it was a huge blizzard, and the post office would call when the mission calls would come in and say, hey, your mission call's down here. And so I got in my car, and, I, awesome. and I plowed my way. Well, I was the first car on the road, it, and drove down to the post office and went and got my call and brought it home. And so that was really memorable. And um, we took lots of pictures before I left for Thailand, and those are the pictures that I took over there because they have never seen snow. snow. And so... It, to have record snowfall and have some really great pictures. Their snow was so high on our driveway that it was like six feet tall because, because yeah, because we'd kept plowing it and plowing it. And so they're like, whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. So you go down there, you get the call. And like you were saying, back in the nowadays, opening a call is a big ordeal. It's a, it's a party, right? So it's, right. you invite everyone over, you call friends, you call family. But in that time, you're just... It's just you. Right. Saying, it was hey, just me. This. Did you, you just wait for yourself? You well, no, no. I was here. I lived with my mom and dad. I'm the youngest in my family, so I was the only one living at home. And um, I, was almost, I was 22 and a half. I was almost 23. And um, I just, my mom and dad were there, and we opened it. And I remember Bangkok, Thailand. Is that by Korea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. I had to, I had to look yeah. it up in an encyclopedia yeah. because you're, the internet wasn't invi- well, invented yet. Well, so you're, you're kind of close, though. I mean, we had a kid on we interviewed who was going to the Baltic states, and he thought that meant Baltimore. So, yeah, I mean, you're pretty close. <laughs> yeah, well, at least yeah, you're, yeah. you're in the ballpark. Like, Asia. Right? Asia. Yeah, Asia. Exactly. I was in Asia. Yeah, you're good. Well, that's awesome. So, so, any, so besides thinking it's by Korea. Um, <laughs> Terrible. Is there any... Is there any what other ideas did you have about Thailand before you went? Gosh, that's so long ago. I'm trying to think. I. It's hard to look back because now you have knowledge. Like right, in, yeah, right. I remember I looked it up. Like I got an encyclopedia and I looked it up and its size and its population. And um, I ended up, we went and got, ate food because I wanted to try Thai food. Awesome. And um, after you find out that you're, that's where you're going, then you start finding people that had gone there. Right. And so, you know, I would. So you, found, you did find a few people that had gone there? A, a few people. Right. Um, just from talking around, but um, I knew who my mission president was going over there. Um, it was President White, and he was one of the first six missionaries in Thailand. So he opened Thailand. Wow, that's awesome. In, yeah, and so uh, I, I was so excited to go over there and be with him and be there. And they only allow 100 visas at a time still in Thailand. So very still? Huh. Yeah, yeah, so when they opened it, they allowed 100 foreign vi- vi- uh, visas, which could be from anywhere outside of Thailand. So, you know, Canadians or right, people from right, other right, places right, right, other right. than Thailand. But there's always uh, more than 100 missionaries because when t- most Thais, if they get called to a mission, they stay in Thailand. Yeah, right, okay. which would make sense if they're only giving out 100 visas. Then they, you, you want to... If you want to have Mission more force, missionaries than yeah. that, and yeah, you've got to, you've got to, I don't know, for the most part, keep those Thai missionaries right. there. But they um, do send some Thai missionaries out. Like I know that they send them to Temple Square. Right, that makes sense. And somebody yeah. that I know went to New Zealand, and so that oh, cool. that's really that's cool. fun. That's awesome. Okay, so that's awesome. So going into the MTC, how long were you there? Let's talk. We love MTC talk. Okay. Was it the Provo MTC? It was the Provo MTC, and it was back in the day when your parents went in with you, and you sat down. And you cried during that video. And you oh, cried. Yeah, that was my brother. Yeah. 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 I had pictures of me crying and hugging my parents and them crying. And <laughs> and so the way they do it now is so much better because it's fast yeah. and seamless. No, it's true. It's a Band-Aid. It's just like yeah. rip it off, get them in. Right. So, so you sat in there. What are you thinking day one? Um, How'd you get in there? Well, I'm wondering who my companion is because, you know, you're thinking, I'm going to be here for eight weeks and I hope I like them. (laughs) And um, so I go in there and it was Sister Heather Wright and she's still my friend to this day. And it was, it was, it was a great eight weeks in there. Awesome. So, so you get in there is, 
I'm assuming everyone then in your district and the MTC, you're all going to Thailand. Yes. Okay. So when I went in, there were four sisters called to Thailand. Um, and Sister Wright and I were in one district, and then the other two sisters were in the other district. And so there were two groups of us. So there was about 20 of us going to Thailand at okay. the same time. And we were the last uh, foreign missionaries to go to Thailand until like a month before I came home from my mission. So the only oh, other wow. sister missionaries huh. that came into the mission while I was there were Thai sisters. Interesting. Yeah, huh. it was kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. So I never trained anybody. I never got the opportunity to train anyone. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Yeah. Because they would have Thai sisters train Thai sisters because um, we spoke Thai good enough, but a Thai sister training another Thai sister was more efficient. So uh, Yeah, that, no, that makes, that makes sense. That, yeah. makes, that makes a lot of sense. So in, while in the MTC, do you remember, are there any, any stories you have from the MTC that, that were fun, bad, spiritual, this or that? Any other stories from the MTC you want to share that you can recall? Oh, there's lots of good things about the MTC. Um, the food, uh, they have a bar every Wednesday, and so that's when the missionaries came in. I think right? that's yeah. I yeah. think that must be why and they it, do no, it. Yeah, and so it was to, yeah to give them good comfort food. Lots of yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. nacho bar, yeah. potato yeah. bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went through like I think it's a three week cycle. So um, being there you eight got weeks, that a couple times. yeah, I got it a few oh. times. So I'm like, I bet it's potato bar today. Yep, sure. So is. you had the days down. You knew every day. You're like going in. You're like, I know what we're having. Today. Did you yeah. not have that in Guatemala? Because in Brazil, no, it was Tuesday night was pizza night, and it was the worst pizza. No, in Guatemala, like we were, I had no idea what we were having from day to day. It might have been because I was just like completely stressed the whole time I was there and I wasn't paying attention to the food, but like. Did yeah. you go to an MTC in Guatemala? Guatemala, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so Scott was in the, in the Brazil MTC. MTC. I was in the Guatemala. I was in nice. Provo for nine days. So I did, I did experience it for a little bit and I'm pretty sure I gained 20 pounds there in nine days. Oh, you, you eat and you sit and you <laughs> eat that, and you yeah. sit in, yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. And so that part's hard. Yeah. I mean, I tried to exercise, like I'd run up and down the stairs, you know, in the, oh. the dorms. <laughs> did you have gym time? We did have gym time. So we'd go out and we'd play basketball and we would run around the field. We'd try to exercise, but I'm not much of a runner. <laughs> <laughs> was so I try. Was there any four square? I always ask this. You, probably, but I can't okay, remember. Okay. It seems like we did I stuff just, in the gym. I just want to interview someone that was as intense at Foursquare as I was in the, in <laughs> I the Pro One TC. Well, there probably isn't. There probably isn't. Um, so, Sister Wright, then, Sister Wright is your companion there. Um, we can leave the MTC unless well, no, you got no, anything else. Uh, the, the, what's kind of fun about Sister Wright is in you know, is it your branch? So is our it was yeah. So we yeah. had both of our Thai districts, and then we had a district going to the Slovak. They spoke, we were learning Slovakian in the MTC. Which and that, you know, that crosses over with Thai, I'm sure. Just not, great, not at right? all. <laughs> but, we got to know those, but we got to know those missionaries because yeah. we'd have Sunday with them and then the Wednesday class with them. And so whenever we did the district meetings together, we, right. we got to know them. And um, there was an Elder Traden that was going to that mission. And Elder Thompson, they were companions. And Elder Traden and Sister Wright would kind of, you know, visit with each other. Visit. <laughs> The eyes she just gave us. They yes. would visit. <laughs> there was nothing inappropriate. Yeah, right. Nothing uh, inappropriate. Would, Sister but, Timothy would never allow anything inappropriate to happen. <laughs> well, right. I probably joined in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, because you're in the MDC and it's fun. Yeah. But um, they, you get acquainted. Yeah. And so Elder Trayden and Sister Wright ended up writing to each other their whole missions. And they actually got married. And oh, so, really? yeah, right. they that got married. Cool. They live in Bountiful and they have three kids. That's so awesome. that's pretty fun. And his um, uh, MDC companion, Elder Thompson, mm-hmm. um, 
when Bob and I moved here to Fruit Heights, we were working in the nursery and we were sitting there and this new family moved in and Brother Thompson came in with his oldest baby sitting on his lap and I'm looking at him like, you look really familiar. <laughs> and we started talking and it was Elder That's Thompson and he go. moved into my ward. That's so, awesome. So That's, That's pretty awesome. fun. It's a small world in the church. Yeah. It is no, small. It definitely. Small. And the it's crazy small. thing is, is you, st- you have these experiences and that's what's cool about missions in general is like you have these experiences in such foreign places, but then you come back a lot of the time to the same place. Like we're yeah. all just coming back to Davis County. We're all yeah. coming back to Utah, right? Not yeah. everyone, right? And I know, the, I know the church is global, but like in our little world, it's like, yeah, you can find someone that served here, find someone that served there. Living right? wards throughout the country right. or wherever you're Right, you're right, going. right. Well, and uh, when I was in the MTC, they trained us as um, welfare missionaries because at that time they, were, they still had refugee camps all over in Thailand oh, okay. coming from Burma okay. and stuff like that. I never ended up having to go help people treat water or do anything like that, but I got some special training from Sister Edmonds, Mary Ellen Edmonds. I love her. Um, when, uh, You're we, so good with names. Well, she, she's like she's like a, she's a famous Mormon to me. Oh, I mean, okay. yeah, if you if you looked her up, she's pretty famous. Okay. Um, she's lovely, and her heart is so good. And so she got to know us really well, and she found out that I'd graduated from college while I was in the MTC, so I didn't get to walk with my class. Oh, okay. You and, didn't mention that. That's a big deal. Yeah, wow. it was good. So you know, it's not that you know walking at graduation is all that great, but um, just because it's a long meeting, I, I didn't feel bad. But she had visited with me and found that out. And when we were having a big meeting with all the sisters in the MTC, she said, did anybody graduate from college and not get to walk? And it ended up being there was like four of us. And, she, and so she said, stand up and move over there. And so she had made some certificates and she had all the sisters hum the graduation theme awesome. and had me walk, like walk up lady. on the, yeah. yeah, she had us walk up on the stage and she hugged us and gave us a certificate. And uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. No, that's good. That's good. No, that's a, that's a memory. That's a thing. Yeah, that's, that's cool. It's cool that people are looking out for Little things that would be overlooked, like I would have overlooked thinking about something like that. Like I would think, oh, you missed graduation. Well, sorry, yeah, <laughs> you're here. <laughs> but for people, yeah. yeah, for but for people that are like looking out for you and, and making yeah. sure you're you're, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's so that awesome. pretty fun. That's awesome. So, so your mission, you could not proselyte though. Right. It w- was that in your paperwork for it, or when did you find that out, and were you taken aback by that? Well, I can't remember if it was in my paperwork or if it was um, something that I learned after I got there. It had to have been my paperwork because they send you lots of paperwork. Um, But the thing about ties is... Buddhism, they teach, uh, Buddha taught, all religion teaches you to be good. And so they're eager to study and learn. And so when they would read your name tag, they would say, oh, Jesus, he's the guy that died on the cross. And you start talking to him and say, do you want to study? And they'd say, yeah, I'd like to study. So we always had people to teach. But the, the Buddhist religion and the Thai culture is so entwined that they would study, they would feel the spirit, they would pray, they would dream. And still after you've taught them all this, they, they would say, yeah, I want to be baptized, but I'm Thai. And so it's like they couldn't separate their, right. cult, their, culture, yeah. their culture from religion because it was, it was hard. And even people who joined the church. So when I was over there in 1993, there were 6,000 members and there was about 1,000 active. Right. And so when we'd go right. find the inactives and stuff, they'd say, oh yeah, I'm a Mormon. I have a, bu- I have a book of Mormon. Right, yeah. But they weren't coming to church and they were still lighting candles and, and burning incense at the Buddhist temple. So right. it's right. like they, they have a hard time separating that. No, that's been, that's almost been a pattern with some of these countries. Like when we talk to John, who served in Latvia, it's like kind of hard for them to somebody separate the culture. Like, well, no, yeah, I can be this culture. I can do this thing and, and be, and be, you know, a Mormon member of the church. Right. So that's, that's, that's hard. So let's talk about leaving the MTC plane 
the flight? How is that? How long is it? Is um, it all of you guys, all 20 of you just going together on the same flight? Then? Yeah. Yeah. So we, I went into the MTC in April and there was snow on the ground. And when I left, it was summer. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I had sweaters and wool skirts and all the stuff that I just ended up dropping off. My mom took home and my dad. And uh, then I just took all my warm stuff. We got on the plane in Salt Lake, went to L.A., flew to Japan and then flew to Thailand and it took 24 hours. Holy cow. So I left on June 6th and I landed on June 8th. So I missed June 7th, 1993. Just completely it missed it. It's completely missing. gone. Never, so never saw it. That means you're a day younger. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how was, how was getting used to the time change going there? Um, I think I got used to the time in Thailand a lot easier than when I came home. I remember coming home and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm never going to readjust, back, but, right. but going over there, you're so excited. And, uh, we got there and we, the, the missionaries picked us up the APs in the vans and we went, I think to the hotel and slept. And then we got up early. You went to a hotel. I think we went to a hotel. I remember Not I, the mission home. Maybe it was the mission home. I can't remember. But I remember I blew up my hair dryer on the first day, and <laughs> oh, so I never had a hair dryer my whole mission. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't have used it in that human place, anymore, right? right? I, wore my, I, wore, I wore my hair in a ponytail for a year and a half, but um, my hair was not super long in the beginning. When I came home, it had grown out really long. But um, so why did it blow up? Just you didn't have. Well, I apparently I was really smart, and I think I needed um, an adapter, adapter, and I did. It seems like I had an adapter, but I don't. Maybe it was the amount of power it was using, but oh well. It was the Lord, real quick, just saying, "You won't need this here." Yes, (laughs) yes. Not worry about packing this. You know, (laughs) this will take too long. Yeah, I I can't remember. It was either the mission home, or I think there were twenty of us, so it might have been a hotel right next to the mission home. And then we got up the next day, and we went to the mission home, and the they had a. Uh, scavenger hunt for all the new missionaries. And so it was like to go see things in the city and go uh, see if we could find things, like see the bullet holes in the wall at Rom Hang University. Or I, I'm trying to remember, find Sugas. What is Sugas? It, it's it's kind of like a Starburst. It's a candy. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like there was things on the list that were like, I don't know what this is. I hope I can find it. But um, And the winner got to be the first pick of the sheets. Oh. <laughs> so well, no, that's... it was a contest to get your sheets. No, well, it's also good that's a good way to break you into like this is a whole like not to reference aladdin but a whole new world you know? right it's like that you're you're going Culture into somewhere shock. yeah it's like what the heck and so to have a fun like little like in a safe controlled way like okay we're gonna have a little real quick um uh what do you call them? not treasure hunt what do you just call them scavenger scavenger hunt, hunt right we're gonna have a scavenger hunt right you're gonna go find this place that's cool i think i don't know i think that'd be fun that'd to fun. do with, well, with and, new missionaries and they set us it. sent us out with our mtc companions so we didn't have like our Real companions, right. so none of us spoke Thai. We thought we kind of spoke Thai, right. but we didn't speak yeah. Thai at all. We quickly realized you didn't. Right, we didn't speak Thai at all, and every time we'd talk, people would look at us like, I do not know what you're saying. <laughs> very many people speak English. Most of them. Most of them. Okay. In Thailand, in schools, English is, everybody learns it, but they don't ever have an opportunity to speak it, so sometimes it's hard for them to understand us and for them to you know, understand each right. other. Right, right. But... Um, they all try, and they're all so nice. They're they they're very helpful. So that's the, good. That's yeah. good. No, it, it that's comforting to know. Just to it can be frustrating, completely frustrating, and something that can hinder language learning is um, that effective filter of 
you think people are making fun of you or you feeling insecure about, gosh, I just say things and I sound silly. So the fact that they're, they're help, they're like helpful about they it. They are like, helpful. It's nice. They're also very blunt though. <laughs> so it's like, if you don't have a thick skin, you're in big trouble because they would say, oh, your tie is really bad. <laughs> or have you gained weight? You're fatter since the last time I saw you. Or, ooh, you have a lot of zits. <laughs> so, did, so were there a lot of missionaries that had a hard time with that? Or did you have a hard time with that? Or were you just... You know, I thought it was kind of funny that they would, they would just say <laughs> oh, stuff like, yeah, oh, yeah. you're getting fatter. Ooh, you're getting skinnier. Oh, you know, your, sk- your skin's clearing up. So... Yeah, <laughs> As much as the bad, they would say the good yeah, too. Yeah, so, yeah. was that just with you guys because you're foreigners, or were they like that with each other? That, they that's were, just how yeah, they that's are. just how they are. They they would just say stuff like that, and they would talk about their bodily functions. <laughs> they would talk about all that stuff, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> open book. It, huh. Yeah, it's just the way it is. So they just talk about everything. Oh, I like that. I like someone that's abrasive, right, Scott? Yeah. That's, that's my <laughs> yeah. MO. That's what yeah. I do. Like if you're tall, they'd say, ooh, you're as tall as a giant. If you have hairy arms, they'll say, ooh, you're like a monkey. <laughs> you know, they, they, they just say stuff like that. And you're like, okay. I don't think we can get away with calling people monkeys here. No. no. Yeah. They would say you're hairy like a monkey. They wouldn't say you are a monkey. You're hairy like a monkey. Oh, that's funny. So you, so... You 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 still you remember President White? Yes. You still have seen him, right? Yeah, you still yes. know him, right? But what are what are your first impressions of meeting him and getting there? Oh, I was so excited to meet him, um, and I knew that he had been one of the original missionaries of Thailand, so I knew that he was somebody I wanted oh, to know. How much earlier from, from that? When, when did they open them? Do you have any idea? I think it was like 1960. Okay. I think it had been open like 30 years somewhere around, around somewhere around that park, ballpark when I, when I went there, and... Um, so I was really excited, and Sister White is so nice. Sister White uh, was Miss Oregon, so she's really pretty. Oh, wow. I know, yeah. I know. So you got she's Miss pretty. Oregon on the mission. Yeah. I know, so that was pretty nice, and she was so good to us. Um, there had been an outbreak of Japanese encephalitis when we got there, and so we immediately had to go get shots. Oh, okay. So yeah. I know. I don't know what it was, but I didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one more shot, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I I knew that they loved me and I loved them right off the bat. That's there was awesome. a senior couple. I can't remember the name of the senior couple, but they were the ones that gave us our uh, gamma globulin shot every three months. Your what? Gamma globulin. It's the peanut butter shot. We had to have one every three months. They also made us eat medicine every three months to deworm. I don't think I ever had worms, but I know some of the elders had worms because oh. of you know the flies. And there's open markets every night to right. eat, and so um, you just have to be smart where you buy your food. Yeah, interesting, huh? So then you get assigned, you get assigned a companion in, like right. Right there in the empty in the mission home. Yeah. So later that day, so that was morning, and I think everybody was traveling that day. So um, we did that fun activity. We hung out with President White and Sister White, got acquainted, and then later that afternoon, the missionaries showed up to um, it was at the Asok Church, which is um, the main church in Bangkok. It was at the time because uh, it was very near the mission home at the time. The mission homes now is um, closer to the airport, but um, so we all met at the church and this is its own freestanding church. Or it's a it freestanding like, okay, cool. church. Um, in I only served in three areas, so uh, the Soak Branch, which is in uh, the Dindang area, was my last area. So I got to serve downtown Bangkok, which was awesome. And my other two places that I served were Roy at and Mahasarakam, and Mahasarakam had a little teeny church. 
And in Royette, we had a house that we met in. But they, since then, they have a church there. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. great. So everyone came and met at this church. And we came and met at the church, and I met Sister Anderson. Sister Anderson was my trainer, and she was from the Bay Area. And oh, okay. yeah, she um, actually lives in Utah now, so I get to see her once in a while. So oh, that's awesome. pretty fun. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And so how was that then? You Did she, were you going to an area in which she had already been or were you whitewashing into an area? No, there had not been sisters in the area that we okay. went for a long time. There was a house that the church owned and there had been sisters there in the past, but if there's not enough sisters, they just have to, they close. They have and to close it. They have to close it. And so um, with, with uh, four sisters coming in, they sent sisters back into that area. And so that was pretty fun. Jeez, Louise. So you get there then, is this little house then, is this where you stay? Yes. So Okay. How's this house? Describe this house for us. Paint okay. a picture. Okay. Um, it was down a little soy. A soy is like a little side street. Okay. And um, we'd go down there and there were big dogs. The, the, land, the landlord had big dogs. And so every day it was super scary. And um, it was a big hairy dog because most dogs in Thailand don't have hair because they we, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. this dog, they took good care of it and it was big and it was pretty friendly really but it was um frisky so it had a new girlfriend every day when we would come down the, when we'd come down the street so it's like oh but we'd go down there and then we had a gate and it was they would lock it at night so we'd get locked in not that it was not safe because it was Mahasarakam is such a small place uh, I'm trying to even remember like we had a post office and there was a uh, a roundabout where the post office was and I think there was another stop sign but that was about it so it was pretty small um but you walked in, and there was a little front area with a little kitchen, and then there was two. There were two bedrooms and a bathroom, and we had a sit-down flush toilet, which was awesome oh, because good. most yeah, most places in Thailand are the little holes in the ground where right. you have a big giant barrel of water with a dog dish, and so if you go potty, you you scoop up the water and wash right, it down. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we had a flush toilet, so we were feeling pretty excited, and we had one of those boxes on the wall that would zap the water when it would come out, so we could have a hot shower. I was always scared. Right. That yeah. I'd get, yeah. In Brazil. Yeah. 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 I'd get electrocuted, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I got zapped a few times. <laughs> so so it was pretty nice. Um, and the landlords, we lived on that property, and then they owned the house um, up on the other side of the wall, and that's where the elders lived. So we lived next door to the elders. So that was pretty really? nice. Yeah. I'm surprised the president would do that. Nope. Really? Well, I don't know. We were always like, yeah, that would. The, uh, the, maybe times have old. changed, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. President, it felt like never trusted us around yeah. sisters very often. But. Well, and even in Bangkok, uh, we lived in the same apartment building complex. The elders were on the first floor and we were on the third floor. And then in, logistically, it makes sense. Yeah, like logistically. That, that and, sense. and then in Royette, we lived. Um, Probably, oh, maybe five blocks from the elders in Rayette. So we were always pretty close. Pretty close. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what's the biggest shock then that you can remember getting there? It seems like you did have some things that were normal, like you had a flush toilet. How, how far away <laughs> was this first area? Um, we rode on the bus. It was an air-conditioned bus. So it was pretty nice for hours. Like, so this is, this is clear like, out yeah, in the mountains, like, isn't it? I mean, it, what, what is it like? No. So the mountains are in the North Thailand, okay. and I never got to serve in the North. I, I served on the uh, the east, southeast side of Thailand for my first two areas. Royette and Mahasarakam are a 45-minute bus ride from each other. Okay. And then my last area was downtown Bangkok. Um, it's it's very, okay. very flat out there. That's where they raise the rice. Okay. And so I was in the rice paddies and things like that. I think the biggest shock for me was the weather. They were in, experiencing a, a hot flash and it was like 110, 112 degrees. And I remember so, I would drink yeah, water and yeah. I'd drink water and I'd drink water and I'd have a headache and I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I adjusting physically 
was was difficult, like to the food, eating rice for every meal, um, and all of that. You know, as a female, I skipped some things for like six months, <laughs> <laughs> which was That's highly good. unusual yeah, for right. me. Yeah. And um, and I'd taken like a three year supply of of things, thinking, what if I can't find them in yeah. Thailand? I didn't know what the, I didn't know yeah. what. You won't need those here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I better be able to find that yeah. stuff. And I ended up having so much that, and because of uh, my body adjusting, um, I ended up leaving lots of stuff in my last area. So I know some sisters. Oh, so they were, sisters they were really stoked. excited. Yeah. They were really excited. Um, so what your first area then with your companion, what are your memories as far as what do you understand? Scott and I always talk about those first couple areas since you don't understand much. Sometimes you're, it's harder to remember what was going on because it was a lot of like for, for me, it was like a lot of sitting in lessons feeling like I was just burning because it was so hot and not understanding, understanding anything, like right. anything that's going well, on. Even even without being able to proselyte, what's what's your day to day like? What what do you what did you do? We would get up and we would ride bikes. And and when we first moved to Mahasarkam, because it had been closed to sisters, we had some addresses of members, and we knew where the branch president lived. And so we went and we met people, so that they would know that they had sisters now. And uh, they would send us to meet people, and we would go look up people. And um, this one member family we went and saw, they would give us people to teach. And so we always were teaching lessons. Okay. And that part was really, really good. So did you have a, a pretty good comprehension? No, like was no. <laughs> I didn't understand anything. <laughs> and I would smile. And we, um, our assignment there was, when we'd get up in the morning and study was to memorize all the, the discussions in phonetically so that we could pick up the language. And so I memorized all six discussions in phonetic uh, and it was hard, but I would pass them off with my companion. And, I, and because Sister Anderson was an American, she'd get up with me and study with me. Right. My, my Thai companions, I think because it was so hard to have an American companion, they would usually let me get up and study. And they would get up and we always left on time. But the studying with each other, I think they had a really hard time because, because right. you know, it, it's hard with an American companion not learning the language. I remember I had been there about four months. and I was, I was in Mahasarikam for six and thinking, I understand what they're saying to me That's and I awesome. can answer. Right, right. And it had right. been four months. And yeah. I remember getting up and memorizing my discussions because I was only with Sister Anderson for, I think, a month. And then after that, I had Sister Nadia Porn. And she was very, very nice and she was very patient. But you feel very lonely. Yeah. Right, be- yeah. Beca- because so she's Thai, I'm assuming. She's Thai. Yeah, okay. And she was very patient with me and she'd try to help me learn Thai. And she'd help me, well, I'd, write, I'd write down words phonetically that I'd heard and she'd help me figure out what that word was, and so I would learn it. And she would speak English with me, trying to help me. Um, And she liked that, too. Most of my Thai companions really wanted to learn English, so I would help them, and they would help me, and it was really, really great. But I I remember sitting one morning feeling really, really sad, and... um, remembering stories my mom would tell me about my brothers, you know, on their missions, and my mom saying, you're going to have hard times. Don't come home. You know, (laughs) you're going to think about it, but don't do it. Work through it. And I remember sitting there going, I know why people get so homesick and wanting to come home because they're so isolated because they can't understand anything. But as soon as, like, I think it was the four-month mark when I started clicking and started maybe thinking a little bit in Thai and being able to follow conversations and stuff like that. I mean, I still goofed up and I still didn't know a lot. But um, I, I got better and better and better. I remember teaching a discussion in my first area I was teaching about Jesus 
and how he died on the cross. And I said he died in his wooden pants instead of died on the wooden cross. And they started laughing. I'm like, what did I say? You're like, listen, this isn't funny. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? I know. This is very serious. We're talking about Jesus. And um, then they told me what I'd said. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but that's funny. Because the, the tones and so the word for um, pants is gangane and the word for cross is gangane. So that, that's close. That's understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, I was yeah. like, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, I, I like what you said too, because we actually talked about in one of our episodes that sometimes like we it's good that the church now is focusing on the mental health of missionaries, but that your mom would say, It's gonna be hard and you're gonna want to come home, but don't. Right. Like you'll be okay. Like just keep right. keep going on. Keep keep doing it. And you're able to get get through it. And and, and we definitely understand and we talk about yeah, there are people that you know, maybe the best decision for them is, you know, we you need you need more help than what you can get while you're a missionary. Right. But for the majority of people, I think the answer should be like, you'll you'll be okay. Yeah. You'll be okay. Keep keep yeah. going and it's keep working hard for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's, and you're gonna feel lonely. Yes. And you're not gonna understand what's going on. And I think that's part. Like you said, like I think that feeling. I now that you're saying that, like I think back on like my my second companion barely spoke English, and that really was like one of the most lonely times of my mission because it's like I don't. Like, who right. are you talking to? Like, you're, and, right. and, and that's who we are, like, as people. Like, we need to communicate with someone, like, all times. And when you don't understand other people very well, you can't really communicate. It's just like, ah, well, I'm just by myself walking in this weird place. Right. Like, it's hard. Yeah. So, okay. but, but really, as soon as it clicks, as soon as you start understanding, then you're like, oh, they're laughing at the same things that I laugh yeah, they're at. People. They're, they're and, people. And they yeah. love the same things I love. Yeah. And so that, that, that connection happens and that's when you start really loving the people and yeah. loving your mission and so glad you're there. But it takes, it takes a while for that to happen. Yeah. No, it does. It does for sure. I think that's, that's, that's cool. I like hearing that though, that you thought back on that and that's cool that your mom was able to give you that, that little bit of advice that you were able to look back on and think about and thinking, no, yeah, this is what I got to do. Yeah. Well, I think it's from talking to my brother. So I have two older brothers. One went to Australia and one went to Japan. And my brother, Michael, had said to my mom, I'm so homesick. I want to come home. And she's like, no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. And he worked through it and he was a great missionary. And so I think working through that with him, she knew that it was going to happen to me, especially, you know, I'm the youngest. I've lived with my parents my whole life and here I am going on a mission and they're like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, well, if you go, you're going to stay. And so, and I think we'd had a couple of sister missionaries in my ward. One came home because she had developed uh, fibromyalgia and then another girl in our ward had been in a car accident and ended up coming home. Those are fine reasons. Yeah, those are good reasons, but my mom's like, you know, stay. You're going to have, there's going to be hard times but stay and so I she said it's harder I think sometimes to if you come home to deal with the whole coming home and stuff than than just stick it out so I don't think is right but I I just think right the the cliche Gordon B forget yourself and go to work is the best it is as soon as as you forget about how lonely you are and all that stuff but with the language as soon as you can get past that it, it really you love it and you love the people and it was a, it was great. I want to touch back on you saying you memorize discussions. So you're actually the first, the first pre, person pre preach my gospel. Yeah, yeah. That we we talked olden to. days. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> no, you know, listen, it wasn't olden days. Just <laughs> less recent. <laughs> um, and what I think is actually what is nice about learning the discussions in that sense is that if you are learning a language. At the very least, you have these written things that you're like, well, I'll get my message across. Right, we can get it doesn't right. matter like how poor my language is. If I can memorize this chunk, 
whoever I'm talking to will be able to to get at least the message. Maybe I won't be able to respond to all the doubts and concerns, but they at least got the message. Whereas for us, where we're on our own, we would do the same kind of thing. Though we'd mem- I'd memorize phrases yeah, from phrases. preach my gospel that I'd see there and kind of repeat them. But but I think that might be nice, like a crutch almost to be like. Let me lean well, on the discussions at first. I could participate yeah. in teaching. So like when I would go with my companions, even right off the bat, I would just get my discussions out and I would read them very slowly, phonetically. And most of the time they could understand me. Get right, right. Yeah, get the grasp of what I was trying to say. They'd oh, smile yeah. and they were very encouraging. Ties are so nice. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, keep, they're like, they're, they're loving that you're trying. So um, it That's was awesome. Good. That yeah, is was really cool. good. Yeah, it no, was yeah, good. That is good. That is good. And, uh, the, the cool thing about this, so like, this is again in my ignorance, like what, how you describe, because I just, I don't know why, but I have this image in my head before I've talked to you about this, that like serving in Asia is difficult, like, and you're not going to be teaching a lot, but like what the the picture you're painting is very different. Very like, different than what I yeah, we're getting, yeah, well. yeah, we're getting in, we're teaching lessons. Yeah. People are receptive. People are kind, you know, this, that, not to say that I was saying that Asians were, you know, not kind, you know, in, in general, but just the, that idea, um, that, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to listen to you. Come talk to us. Yeah. And especially the fact that you're getting into lessons with you not being able to proselyte. Right. right. Like you're getting into houses. We, we, we never me. knocked on doors. It was just talking to people on the streets or um, members saying, oh, you should go meet these people. Or uh, people, uh, we ha- could go to street fairs or county fairs. And so when I lived in, would you guys have like a booth then, or just yes. go to walk around? Can you yeah, so we could awesome. have a booth, and yeah. we could we could set up a booth in town. We could do that. And uh, one of the funnest things when I was living in Royette, it was kind of like the Royette's the city, and it was the like the county seat of the right. jungle okay. of Royette. And so they were having their big county fair, and so we set up uh, the big picture that has like the Bible and the Book of Mormon right. and, and the two continents, yeah. and yeah. Um, it looked like a teepee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we set up, and we would get tons of referrals from that people would come and meet us and we, we got to meet lots of people during that i was proposed to by the the mayor of of royette and, and you, this was at a county fair this was at a county fair he was he had been drinking a lot oh. <laughs> and you said no i said no okay. i said i can't i'm a missionary <laughs> so how did you, oh, very exciting though oh, i want to hear the details of this story so let's, let's not go so you guys are just hanging out and he, he rolls up and he's like hey i well, want to marry you yeah, well we were there he, he was flirting and as much as i could understand you know I was I, by then I could speak Thai pretty decently, but um, there in Royette there were four elders and two sisters, and okay. so we were all there, and so I didn't feel nervous or anything. Like that. I think if I was by myself or but just with my like, companion, right, it right. was just the two sisters. I would have been nervous, but he'd been drinking, and he's like, "Hey, you know, and <laughs> where you're from? Why don't you marry me?" <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, "Why not? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah." So how did he handle the rejection? I think I, I can't remember. I think he was okay. <laughs> He didn't storm off. No, no. I think I think he think he thought it was being funny. But that's that's hilarious. Okay. I wonder what I would have said if I would have said yes. I mean, (laughs) he probably would have taken you up on it. Probably, (laughs) probably. So, (laughs) well, in Thailand, a lot of the men do have wives and then girlfriends because that's kind of their culture a little bit. I know. Not so good, let's not, not talk. Let's not talk about that. That just happens. I know. Let's let's well let's talk about your first area. Then what was. We've talked about this before. Success on a mission, according to Preach My Gospel, is your efforts. So your efforts in helping people exercise faith and, and coming to Christ, that's what success is, right? Right. Um, however, a lot of times we talk about, like, it within the church culture, success equates to, you know, how many people are you able to baptize? How many people are you able to get to come to church? So 
So what does that look like for you? What's uh, in your first area? Did you see baptisms? Did you see progressing investigators? I know you were teaching lessons, but did you see people progress? Did you see right. people um, get baptized, join the church? So I was in Mahasar come for six months, and I'm trying to just think back. In my head, I can remember three baptisms. But, uh, you know, there might have been more than that. But the the first girl that we taught, uh, Mahasarakam had a small uh, tech college in it. So there were a lot of uh, college-age kids from Thailand there. And they were specialized in agriculture because we were out in the rice rice fields and animals and things like that. And her name was Yong. And we taught her. And I remember that after we started teaching her, she had a dream. And in the dream... um, there was a train and Jesus was on the train and she wanted to get on the train in her dream. She wanted to get on the train so bad. And she woke up with this desire, like wanting to be where Jesus is. And, and ties are very, very visual and they do, they do have dreams. And so we ended up teaching her and she ended up joining the church because she wanted to be on the train, on the train. train. (laughs) That's, that's really close to Elder Ballard's the good ship Zion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just come get on. No, that's awesome. I think, yeah. but I, I think the Lord, the Lord communicates to us in ways that are familiar to us. And if that happens to be dreams and visions, then that's what He's going to do. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's that's really neat. That's a really neat story. So yeah, it's a great. You're story. teaching a, a lot of college age kids then. That's- college age kids, and we always taught English because we were um, trained as uh, welfare missionaries. We knew that we were going to be teaching English. We knew that we were going to be doing service in the communities that we served in, um, and we ended up working in the orphanages also in the city. Now, there wasn't... There a whole sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, did, we did lots of fun things, and so I taught English every Saturday in... Um, every area that I lived in. And that was really, really fun. And sometimes we would end up teaching the people uh, that would come to our English classes because right. they, they, they're like, oh, you're missionaries. And after we taught English, they would ask us and they, and I would say, do you want to study? And they'd say, yeah. So we'd end up meeting people through teaching English. That's cool to hear that that was effective because for us, it almost felt like we might as well just go out and like, for us, because we tried that a couple of times in Guatemala and it wasn't, wasn't as successful teaching English. But I think for someone like you that can't, necessarily proselytes like yeah come and then we'll talk to you about this afterwards so i think yeah. that's that's cool i want to talk about the orphanages real quick okay so working in an orphanage what are you what are you doing like you're just taking care of the babies whatever they need like feeding rocking so um mis- the missionaries had been working with um the orphanages in, in every area that had an orphanage. So in Mahasar, coming right, there were no orphanages. But in Bangkok and up in Chiang Mai and the bigger cities, there were orphanages. And so there, the missionaries who were ever serving in those areas would had a standing appointment once a week to go in. And when I was in Bangkok, we worked with the 18-month-olds. So we would get there and we'd spend two and a half hours and we would go in, we would hug them and play with them, awesome. and then we would feed them lunch, and then we would bathe them, and then we would lay them down for their naps. I, I have a daughter that's, that's two, and like thinking about you, like, I just, yeah, it makes me kind of sad, like, to think about there's just kids out there well, that, like, don't get to get taken care of. In, in Thailand, um, Thailand translated means the land of the free. And, oh, okay. And Thailand has never been occupied by another country. So like when you think of Vietnam oh, and you think yeah. all those countries, they've been huh. occupied by other countries, but Thailand has never been occupied by anybody. And so they take great pride in their people and their orphanages are clean and they take really good care of their babies and they do not adopt them out unless you go through this big, big process and prove yourself worthy to adopt them. Which is a big problem in a lot of other countries. Yeah. They're just getting rid of their... 
yeah. kids, right? And yeah. so they, 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 they love their children. They take great care of them. And um, watching how they took care of them, it made me want one. <laughs> but <laughs> um, when I would walk in, they would go, ma'am, 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 ma'am. They'd call me mom. Aww. But in, in the Thai culture also, anybody that's old enough to be your mom, you yeah, call mom. mom so, I mean, that would have been normal anyway. But, you know, being from somewhere else and being called mom, you're like, oh, I love you. And they would sit on my lap and they would fight to sit on my lap. And, you know. You know who'd love this? Your good friend, Ray. Reagan. Reagan would love. So he, he had a friend we interviewed, and he talked about like the idea that he he would have wished that his mission would have been more service oriented, um, and done things like that because that is like it is what the savior would be doing. Like, yeah, he'd be he'd be in an orphanage, like just helping out, just doing the right thing, right, and just yeah. doing that kind of thing. Do you feel like, like obviously, I think what you did was, I don't know. Great, like I, good enough, right? But did you see anything that came like from the other Thai workers? Were you able to talk to other Thai workers about the gospel because of that, or were you like really off limits working in there? Like, oh, no, you're just taking care of babies and, and I, 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 yeah, I didn't teach yeah. anybody in the orphanages. Okay, so okay. that probably would have been a good idea. Oh, no, I, should right. go, <laughs> I should go talk to my younger self. <laughs> so no, did you, I think did you awesome. and your companion like those days? Oh yeah, we looked forward to those days. Oh I, yeah, oh that, yeah. I, it's you know filling your lo- life with love. Yeah. It's good because you walk in there and those babies just loved you. you know, like I can even like there was a little baby Nong Ben and she was beautiful and she got adopted while I was there and cool. like I was so happy and so sad at the same yeah, time because I'm like oh right because time. she would yeah, look yeah. for me and she'd want to sit on my lap but I was oh, so happy yeah. that she found a home. Do you so. remember her name? Like this is blowing cool. my mind. Yeah, why yeah. <laughs> pictures of her somewhere? That's awesome. That's she was awesome. so cute. Well, I so I think I think too like just thinking about. There were a couple of times in my mission where there were doctors from the, the states that would come, and there was like eye doctors. They'd come like take cataracts out or something, and they needed translators. And we went and helped for two days. And I remember thinking to myself like, "This is fun." And some of it might have been because like I don't have to go like convince people that Joel Smith is a prophet. Like I just get to like sit there and translate and help people do good. Right. But, like I can understand that being like something you look forward to. It's like, oh, today's orphanage day. Yeah. Like right. let's go do that. Yeah. Like, I, I can think that. Yeah. That's. I just think the change of pace. Yeah. It's good having a change right. of pace of what, what the normal every day is. Right, because yeah. every day is Sunday on the mission. Yeah. It's like every day is just, every day is church day, right? So, so. something just hit my head that's kind of fun about Thailand. Yeah, every day at 8 a.m. and at 5 p.m., they play the national anthem out loud wherever you are. And so wherever you are, that. you have to stand up. So like if like I'm at the big park or whatever, they'll start playing on the list because everybody stands up wherever they are. So everyone's very respectful. Yes, everybody's very cool. respectful. So I'm thinking something that breaks up the day. I'm like, yeah, if you're in Bangkok, and it didn't really happen in my other two areas, but in Bangkok at eight in the morning and at five, they would play the national anthem out loud. And if, if you were there, you stood up where you would were. Would people sing along or just listen? I don't remember, remember anybody okay. singing. Okay. okay. We need to... Contact Mr. Donald Trump about this. This oh, is this God. would make America great. <laughs> At Eight a.m. and five every day. We just blast the national anthem <laughs> wow. everywhere. That's crazy. We do say the pledge at school. Oh, uh, my kids may not. Anyways, well, <laughs> there's a lot of learning to do. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll have to get into like yeah. Anyways. Just to disclose this, we work together. Emily works with me in a school, and so that's why, she, you know, she mentioned That's that. how we became acquainted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we became BFFs. Um, I actually worked at the school that Eric went to when he was a senior, but a I didn't youth. know him. A youth. When I was a <laughs> when youth. he was a that's youth. That's a good thing. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't causing any ruckuses around. <laughs> well. I was there when he was a senior, but uh, I didn't know him. I wish I would have. Listen, she may have been the one that helped me graduate by giving me those packets, you know, those classes <laughs> I didn't pass, but... That's, that's neither here nor there. Um, back on Thailand. So, so um, any, other, any other interesting stories that stand out to you from your first area? I want to hear about the food. 
Oh, the food's delicious. Yeah, the so, food's so, delicious. So uh, did you think that when you got there, though? Or was that something that you acquired the yeah, taste? Yeah, acquired, of? yeah. Well, everywhere you go when you live in the small villages, people try to feed you. Yes. Because they're very hospitable. Yeah. But unlike, I think, in other cultures, if you felt like you couldn't eat it, you could say, oh, I'm not able to eat this. And they're like, oh, yeah, you, you, we can see why you can't eat that. You know, So they, they wouldn't be offended if, right, you, right. if you couldn't eat it. Like when I was served baby frogs in the stir fry, I was like, um, no, that's, I, that's I, no, the line. Uh, yeah, my stomach, I can't eat that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's hard for you. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so they, they didn't make us eat there. But, I mean, they served. Like, no, it is cool because in a lot of other cultures, oh, yeah. it's like, Brazil, no, you, you don't. Turn anything down. Like you have to eat, or else they're going to be so mad and never come to church and like all this stuff. Yeah, no. I try. I tried to eat stuff though, but I remember like the curries they would serve me, and they'd have like the blood cubes and chicken feet popping up in there and stuff, and I'd have a hard time with that. Eating Um, blood's another level. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's gross. So what's 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 a normal so breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Um, They serve rice with everything. So in the morning, uh, rice with a stir fry. What would be a stir fry for them in the morning? Um. In all my areas, we had a maid, okay. so her her job would be to come make breakfast for us and to do our laundry cool. and, to, and to keep the house clean. Okay. And um, so in my first two areas, they would make breakfast for us, and um, we would just say what we wanted, and so she'd make it. I know the elders would teach the maids how to make pancakes, but I never ate <laughs> pancakes. Um, they, they, they would make homemade peanut butter because there's peanuts everywhere in Thailand, right. so oh, okay. they would make homemade peanut butter for the elders, but I never had that. Um, mostly it's it's really just stir fries with vegetables and um, they do a sweet and sour that's really good, but it's not like Chinese sweet right. and sour. They um, make a fried rice. I think I eat fried rice a lot. Okay. Um, they have the noodle dishes like pet thai and pet siu and... Um, uh, I liked there. There was a dish that they had with seafood in it that was really good with noodles. Um, that I would eat. I ate somtham a lot. Somtham is a grated green papaya salad with garlic and tomatoes and lime juice and sugar and fish sauce. And so it's sweet and sour All and yeah. garlicky. Yeah. Yeah. And and you eat it with sticky rice. And I ate that a lot. And as a matter of fact, in our second area, our maid wasn't that great of a cook. <laughs> and and I had a Thai companion, and she's like, "Let's just eat out." So we ended up eating. There was a little place like right down the street from us and she was a great cook and so we'd go there every morning for breakfast and she knew how we liked things and we ate something there for breakfast every day almost because it was that good it was that good she and she was such a good cook oh i loved it and i and i ate Almost everything. Um, I didn't eat a bug while I was in Thailand. I, you would see vendors. Do they serve bugs then? Is that it? There's vendors and people on the street selling um, grasshoppers, crickets, silkworms. You know, okay. so you, you can buy them by the baggie. Uh, beetles that are fried, you can get that. Um, I never ate those. I did try a silkworm, and it's kind of barbecue with a cream center. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. So it didn't yeah. taste bad, but the idea that you were eating it... You couldn't yeah. get past, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah, get past yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I did try dog while I was there. Because, what was that? <laughs> My dad did too in Korea. Yeah, so yeah they, so they, eat, they eat dog, and because they don't have animal control, right. there's a lot of dogs, and I, I remember... Um, did they tell you it was dog or was it not told? Yeah, after? they told. They told me it was dog. And you were still willing. You're well, in. I, I thought you. Know, I knew they ate dog regularly, and they did make dog into meatballs and stuff like that. And I probably ate dogs in meatball form. And just, just didn't, and, know. And, and they didn't yeah. know, but because they served those little meatballs in that, it's kind of like. Um, uh, pho, you know, Vietnamese yeah. noodle soup. Yeah. They have that in Thailand, but it's called Gwithyo. And so, and they put meatballs in it and stuff like that. And so I probably ate it, but um, I ate it and it doesn't taste like chicken. It's more like beef. Okay. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. I ate no, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because Scott and I, we, uh, we, 
we listen to this other guy that has a has a podcast and he's he's a hunter and he talks about the idea of like he went down to South America at one point and they ate monkeys and he said the idea of him eating like something that's really close to him as far as an animal goes it was weird but then he's like well these people they just do it like right. it's whatever right. like get over yourself like and just right this is what they do and I think sometimes it's funny because like we draw with our animals we look at them and we're like well, I'll eat that animal that animal that animal nope I draw a line right here and these animals I won't but it's like to them it's just kind of like well it's just food right. like this, this is, is this is how we live yeah it's like this isn't yeah it's not right. that weird one of my companions was from Surin which is the county that has the elephants and she got very 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 poor and her only source of protein was bugs so right yeah so she that's what she ate mostly because she didn't have a lot of money and in buddhism uh they they encourage all boys to serve as a monk at some point in their life which i always thought was kind of interesting oh, so wait, okay so it's not a light okay i see this is but girls again, can ignorance do, is monk is just a short time thing like a missionary almost it's just like you, you can do for it a, from one day to your whole life interesting oh and so, so when, when you you're see, done, you're just like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You're just huh. done. You've seen the little monks in the orange robes. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they do it, the boys are required to do it and they're all required to be in the army for a stint. So, it, and so they can, not the army, I think it was a two year everybody is supposed to be in there for a couple of years, but the Buddhism and being a monk, they can do it from a day or their whole life. And girls can be monks too, but they're not made to do it but sister Nadia Porn had actually been studying and to be uh, she was a monk and she'd had her head shaved and she the women wear white robes so the women also shave their heads they shave their heads too and she was studying Buddhism and she was in the temple and she was reading about a prophet named Pasyan and he died on a cross so Buddha taught about a man that would die on a cross. Huh. And so she thought, that's interesting, because she had remembered studying Christianity in school. And so after she did her little stint in studying, um, she was, met the missionaries, and she thought, she she joined the church, and she had, she's like, I know that Buddha, this is what she told me, I know that Buddha was a prophet of God, but over time, because he's 543 years older than Christ, right. that over that time, that right. things got changed and so they started worshiping him but she she firmly believes after studying like she did that buddha knew would predict was predicting the birth of the savior and that there was he was going to die on a cross and this was going to happen and so i always cool to me i was like how come all the Buddhists don't know this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I remember thinking, gosh, I, I wish I knew more about Buddhism. I wish I, I knew more about this. And I even now, like I, when I say this out loud, I'm like, how come I haven't, you know, tried to find yeah, that out? Yeah. Well, no, in pre, within Preach My Gospel, I remember it talked about Muhammad. And it talked about the fact that, like, the Lord gives light to people. Like, regardless of whether, you know, he gives light to all his children. He loves all of us. Right. So he's going to give light and guidance to these people. And that doesn't seem weird to me that, like, no. yeah, he gives yeah, light to, yeah, to Buddha and says, like, yeah, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to call you to prophesy of this. Right. And and then you know. man ends up worshiping him. Right. 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 I mean, I was just reading today and just finishing uh, the book Saints, right? And and basically what ends up happening once Joseph Smith dies, the 12 are like, okay, We've got a, you know, the Lord runs this church and Sidney Rigdon comes out and basically says, well, no, I had a dream that I'm supposed to be the mouthpiece for Joseph and everything that happens is supposed to come from Joseph. And it's like, no, like, and that's where the, that's where it becomes like, yeah, it's like, no, it's not, it's not a guy. Like it's, it's God. Right. And, And the God, yeah. Anyways, I think that's interesting. That's so cool. I, isn't, that, isn't that cool? Yeah, that's I know. awesome. I remember huh. being really impressed by that. Yeah, that's cool. So, so and then, so she, she was baptized. So how did. She'd been a member for quite a while. And then she ended up going on a mission. So she was, my, she was my second companion. And she, so she was, but she was studying to become a monk. She, 
and thought then, about Christianity and then did she run in? Do you know any more of her I, story I, you know, at all? I can't remember, but, okay. um, you know, maybe one of these days if she ever comes here, I'll, uh, introduce you. Still you. in contact with her? Um, on Facebook. We are, we're friends on Facebook. 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 <laughs> That's the only reason the Lord allowed Mark Zuckerberg to do what he did. Keep <laughs> so, people with serve missions keep, yeah, and contact. Yeah, just them. Just them. Nobody <laughs> else, right? It is pretty awesome. No, but it is cool to keep yeah. in touch with people because it's like yeah. like 15 years ago, like you're not keeping in touch with anyone. No. no. You know what I mean? Like, And so, like, I don't know. I think that's crazy. That's well, Thailand's cool. halfway around the world, so it's yeah. like exactly opposite. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how post office is there, but I'm sure it's not the easiest thing getting a letter there. Oh, back in the old days, it was those mailers, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So let's, let's move on to your second area then. Okay. Royette. Royette. See, that's one I can say. I still, I'm having a hard time. The Thais will say Royette. Sounds like an L, but it's Royette. (laughs) Say your first area again. Maha Sarakam. Maha. Maha. Sarakam. Sarakam. Maha Sarakam. And then Royette. And then Royette. So you get to Royette. But it's not very far. It's like 45 minutes on a so bus. This is, so you serve in Bangkok, and then these two areas that are 45 minutes from each other, like you didn't... That's I, so funny about Bangkok the mission. Like, last. And Bangkok yeah. was last. It's so funny because it's just like you're in this foreign country, but then you don't go right. like very far. You're just like, I was just in this little... I was in the sp- east. Yeah. And learning Thai in the MTC, I learned Thai Thai. And on the east side of Thailand, it's a mix of Thai and Laotian. And so like I learned, like, where are you going? Bai Nai. And they say, Bai Sai. So it's enough different that if you don't speak the language, you're like... You stop and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. What no, are you yeah. saying? Yeah. So it's like... No, it's harder than you just saying that. Because you saying right. that, you're like, you can tell like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But if you're in a foreign country and someone changes a consonant, you're like, no, nope, I don't know what you just said. Yeah. Right. right. That's not the right word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Roya, then is it, is it much... It's only 45 minutes away. Is it much different than... It's a Your little. It's a little bit bigger. Okay. And there's a big um, Buddhist temple in this town, and uh, a giant Buddha that probably was four stories, five stories high. That's awesome. And um, when I'd wake up in the morning, I'd wake. It was right outside my window. So <laughs> yeah, I'd see it in the morning, right outside my window. Um, but the people were nice, just like that. And it was really funny because I served in Royette for a few months, and then there were uh, exchange uh, transfers. Right. And so. Right. I ended up going back to, to Mahasarakam to be with somebody while they went down to Bangkok to pick up somebody, and I ran into some people that I had known before. They're like, "Whoa, you speak Thai now?" Yeah, no, isn't that awesome? <laughs> and you're, they're like, "You're a person, you're right?" Like, right? Yeah, they're like, "Whoa, yeah. yeah." So that was kind of funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, are there any, any anything then besides that being a little bit bigger? Uh, anything that stands out then, as far as Royette goes? As when compared? I was in Royette, I taught a whole family. So in my mission, it was mostly one investigator at a time, and in Royette, at, I got to teach uh, mom, a dad, and a little girl, and they all got baptized. So how did you awesome. meet them? I think it was a referral, and they lived kind of on the outskirts of town, and so we would ride our bikes out there. And um, he joined the church first, and then that's interesting because it seems like yeah. in my experience you'd get the, the a kid or a wife. I think he, I think yeah. he had studied before, okay. and I think maybe we had. It's just so long ago. Like, how did we meet him the first time? I, I, I think we he had studied and then he had quit, and then we went out there and he had been thinking about it, and so he's like, yes. And then uh, he ended up joining the church and he wanted to baptize his wife and his daughter, so he That's ended cool. up baptizing them, and so that was really great. What and a it, neat experience. Yeah. It was a great experience yeah. to teach a whole family, um, and they'd had some hard things, you know, that they had to work through. Like yeah, the yeah. the mom had had some things that she'd done as a youth that she had to work through with right. the elders and, right, and stuff. Right. Um, 
there was a, um, we didn't have a church in Royette. We had a house and, um, the baptismal font was in the yard outside. (laughs) And actually the pictures of this family getting baptized, there's a cow getting a drink (laughs) in the background. (laughs) So that was, you know, I remember thinking, how did that cow get there? But uh, you know, I was blessed though. Yeah, he was, he was blessed. (laughs) Just lapping up that water, right? That's awesome. In Royette is when I met, um, the girl, her name was Blah, which means fish. That was her nickname. I can't remember her full her full name because they all have all ties had go by their nicknames, and she yeah, yeah, yeah. she cut her hair really short and she kind of looked like a boy because she was Muslim and she worked at um, the, she was a butcher, so she um, so real quick touch on this because you talked about how in Buddhism they don't kill animals. Yeah, that's like one of their commandments that, that they don't kill. But animals. they can hire out. For someone else to they, do it. They eat animals. Right. Yes, and so, so the Muslims kill the animals. And and so she's working, blah. Blah. Fish. Fish. Little fishy. He's yes. working at, 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 you know, at this butcher right. place, right, and, and doing that. Yes, and so we end up teaching her. And when, we, when she first started studying, she, um, her dad had passed away, and he had been Muslim, and he was from the south of Thailand. And so his mom, her, her mom had... Um, you know, of course, become Muslim, and that they had been Muslim in their house. And because the dad had passed away, um, when when Blah said, "Can I um, study?" the mom was like, "Well, you know, nervous, but sure." So she ended up staying with us. She ended up joining the church. And after I left, the mom and the rest of the siblings ended up joining the church. So wow. that's that's, that's uh, awesome. It's man. a really good story. So is that going to be then? Buddhism is obviously the main religion. Is is uh, uh, Islam then is. Muslims or that, that the second biggest the, the, religion? Yeah, this, in the south of Thailand, most of the south of Thailand are Muslim, gotcha. and so there's no missionaries down in the south because it's dangerous. So, you know, so the only reason you guys actually happen to have the opportunity is because they left the south, right? And come to right, and they were up in Rayette. So, and you didn't need any permission then to talk, teach, or baptize these people. I, we probably did, but but <laughs> but we didn't know it. Right. No, I just heard like in in some circumstances, like Muslims, you need permission from the mission. Well, I, I think it's because yeah. their their punishment is death, right. you know. Right. And so, I, I think the mom was nervous at first, but then Blas said, "I really want to study," and so she ended up studying with us, and then she ended up studying too, and so. That's really a great story. That's I love awesome. That. That's awesome. It's fam. That's the hard thing too. Is like looking back. Like a lot of my baptisms are like it's a mom and some kids, a couple kids, single guy. Like, but families. Like that's the goal, right? You want to baptize that family and hopefully get them through the temple. Which I actually never got. I never got to see like a family baptized and then them go through the temple. But like that was always the goal. And in numbers, when you count baptisms, you look for the person. Priesthood holder and family. That's how we counted it out, right? We had right. a number, dash, number, dash, number. And the first one counted for, you know, humans getting baptized. Second one was a priesthood holder. And then the next one was, is it a family? Um, and so that's cool. I think that's cool yeah. to see that happen, yeah. and, you know, especially in that way. Um, so cool. And then you actually did tell me this before, and I want you to, to talk to us about it again. The idea that they have um, kind of markets open for food. Yeah, like at, ran- is it at random well, times, how is it? it, it well, so... During the morning, you can go buy your food, and those markets are fun too because you can buy a pig head, you can buy a bag of oh, baby yeah. frogs, you can <laughs> you, you can buy anything you want at the markets, which is pretty fun just to walk around there. But then in the evening, um, they always set up food markets, and you all the Thais eat before bed. 
I, I would eat, sometimes I'd eat the noodle soup, the guitio, before bed. But, you know, I wouldn't eat before bed a lot. But my Thai companions would always want to stop somewhere. And so we would end up stopping and visiting with people. And it's a good place because right. we're on our way home. Chat. Chat. But they had a drink called a numpan. And what it was is they had made like... Um, it sounds like an alien language. I just want you. Yeah. <laughs> it was a syrup, so it was made like with I think palm sugar and water. So they made the oh, syrup, and then good. they had ice, and then they had fruit, all kinds of fruit, and so you could have a fresh watermelon slush. Yeah. And they oh, they had so a, bl- nice. a blender, yeah. so it was kind of like a Slurpee, but yeah, yeah. you know, village style. Yeah, seven <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. And then they would pour it into a baggie, and they'd put an elastic around the end, and put a straw in it, and you'd carry it with your elastic. There you go. And drink it. That's Worth how they. Would, that's how they would serve cokes too. Is they would put it in a baggie because they want to keep the bottles for recycling. Right. To re- yeah, I actually remember. So in Guatemala, it was the same kind of idea. If you wanted to, so you could drink your coke right there. But if you wanted to walk away, it's like, okay, we'll transfer this to a little yeah, we'll plastic be, bag for you, but we're keeping the bottle. Yeah. yeah right. That That's it. So, and so at any, when these markets are open, are they open pretty late then as well? Well, we always had to be home by nine 30. So I, I don't know how late they would stay open, right. but I would, most of my companions were Thai. So I'd always eat the safe food and the elders sometimes wouldn't eat the safe food. Yeah, <laughs> because some, well, well, sometimes the, um, elders. Yeah. sometimes <laughs> the food had been out all day. And so, you know, you, you, the, the, the sisters knew, the Thai sisters knew which ones you'd want to eat at. And so I never got sick ever on my whole mission. I'm sure it wasn't just the Thai sisters. I'm sure sisters just in general are more are with smart, it. Yeah. Yeah. Smart, <laughs> yeah. attention to things. Yeah. Our, our mission president always said, don't eat anywhere unless it has three walls. Because there's lots of open, you know, like they call them Ranahans, just little places where you can buy food that are like little open things. And the, the president would say That's those a are good safe. Rule. Yeah. But the, the, yeah. mar- the markets at night, you know, those people, some of them had been out all day trying to sell, but some of them would just show up at, at, right at the evening and serve. So, so, real quick, I would like to touch on this because you're now the first one we get to ask this. We've asked the other elders how it was, how their relationship with the sisters. Now we get to ask you, how was your relationship with the elders? Um, they called me Momsy because I was so old. Oh, boy, gosh. <laughs> and there was one elder, Elder Johnson. I was in the MTC with him, and then he was in Congan when I was in Mahasarikam, which was, you know, really same zone. Okay, yeah. And then I moved to Royette, he moved to Royette. I moved to Dindang, he moved to Dindang. So I, like, pretty much served my whole mission with Elder Johnson. Oh, and so we ended up being really good friends. And so when he would call me Momsy, all the elders picked up on it, and so they all called me Momsy. Because I was, I, I was almost 24 when I came home from my mission. So I was old compared no, to the 19 yeah. year old boys did you feel did you feel that then did you feel like looking at the boys sometimes like the elders and being like what the heck like These you children idiots yeah um you're very kind let's preface this with you're very kind human being so you're probably not going to say anything too negative but i just always think back like what a bunch of idiots we were like <laughs> and the sisters were probably like rolling their eyes like oh my gosh i like, saw some inappropriate behavior but on the whole most of the missionaries like you're a college graduate going right. out here watching these like, <laughs> right. kids that just left high school right yeah. um like elder johnson i was really worried about him in the mtc because he was he was so tearful. He left his girlfriend. I think his name, her name was Holly. Cause I, you know, he'd bear his testimony about Holly <laughs> <laughs> at the MTC and how much he loved her. I too and believe so, in Holly. That's, that's, that's so we're all like, we're, we're all really worried about Elder Johnson. We yeah. get out on the mission, but he ended up being one of the best missionaries. Like he, he ended up, I think hitting that point where he knew why he was he there. Out, and, it. um, he was on fire. Like, 
when I was in Bangkok and that was my last area that I was with him, I was, he ended up, you know, was there six months longer than me. Right, right. But, um, we met a boy and a girl that lived on the same soy, the same street and we would teach them together. And then I, we would teach the girl and they would teach the boy and then we'd teach together because it was so fun. And, um, those two ended up both joining the church. One, the girl ended up being like the young woman's president later. So cool. And he ended up going on a mission to New Zealand and he actually works for the church now and translates Liahona and comes every six months to do conference oh, and so, so cool. when president nelson was over there you know when he did the big tour last april yep. it's a picture of wrong standing there that's translating awesome. for president nelson so that's that cool. so cool for yeah. me it's like i knew him and i taught him you know you're like i made him no, <laughs> i didn't make him elder johnson <laughs> elder johnson and elder kelly taught him the most but i i participated a few times right. and i knew him and we've stayed friends and um it, it, it makes you so proud. Like, like for he's we've been in contact for the whole time. Um, like he would send me notes, and when he comes to visit, we've gone out to dinner with our family. And that's awesome. Yeah. So that's like, but those are real. Like, those are pioneer stories. Like these are saints that are living in places in which the 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 church doesn't have a large membership, and he's able to do these cool things. Like he's yeah. to help his people. Yeah. Like right to translate the Liahona. Right. Right. To get President Nelson's message across to the saints listening. Like how cool. Right. Like, what, what, I don't know. Let's just, that's the cool thing that these, these people are able to do. And we're like kind of cushioned yeah. in that we we're, we're like, I've been a, right. My family have been members of the church for generations now. Right. And so like we get to, it's easier for us and for him, I they have to just, just the whole logistics of the church and the support system we have. It's, it's easy to be a lazy member in Utah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And a lot of these places, if, they're they're who makes the church run, right? You know what I, mean? Yeah. I mean that's it's right. The members that are it's on them, the, yeah. yeah. Well, when even wrong on Facebook, he he goes out with the missionaries still. Like he that's awesome. he yeah. loves yeah. missionary work, and he goes out with the missionaries, and the missionaries love him. I know how much I love him, and how much Elder Johnson loves him, and all the missionaries since 1994 all love him. Right. So right. he's 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 a good person. Wrong. That's awesome. Okay, so we, so I'll ask the same question. The others, how, what were what was your view of the other sisters then? Um, I liked most of my companions. <laughs> most <laughs> emphasis on most. <laughs> um, you know, there were hard times. I mean, I, you know, there. I had a companion that I think was definitely bipolar. Okay. Um, I think she was probably um, treated different as a child because she would tell me things about her parents that I'd go oh you know (laughs) and 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 she could be really mean like she'd tell me that my tie sucked and you know I wasn't a great mission I was terrible she'd like really hurt my feelings and then we would go out and she was the best teacher like she could teach the gospel but she would never bear her testimony and so like I would always think well my job is to bear my testimony so that's what I'm doing so we'd go out and she would take charge and do all this and I would end up bearing my testimony and um I ended up appreciating her. She was my hardest I like companion. That. Appreciate because yeah. there, there, she, I had she, a couple she, companions. I I appreciate <laughs> right, so, yeah. right. Because I mean, she was hard to live with, but um, I she still goes to church. She's still active, and you know, sometimes you know they do fall away. Yeah, but right, she's yeah. still active and goes to church. And I think she did have hard things in her life. So yeah. I'm so glad that. Um, I was able to love her for her strengths. That's good. See, that's good. See, I told you. She, just... she would sit by, she sat by me on Mother's Day when I was calling to my mom and she wouldn't leave so I couldn't talk about her. Yeah. <laughs> and I really wanted to talk couldn't to my mom about it. About <laughs> it. Like, uh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, that's awesome. So, and, and then, so I want to hear this side of things. 
when you guys are teaching someone, preparing them for baptism, um, you have to have an elder come in and interview them, right, right. for baptism. What is that like? Because for me, it was it was it was a little bit easier. Because sometimes, like, yeah, we'd have an, another elder come in and and do that. Um, but we were pretty close. Like, we were pretty close with a lot of the other elders. So we talked to my own leaders, be like, hey, this, 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 and that. But I felt like it might have been a little bit more difficult. I don't know. You hope your you hope your investigators ready and stuff. But you'd hope that the elders would be understanding interviewing your investigators that you're tra- you're like I'm re- they're ready to be baptized. Now, elders, is this is what you need to know, or like we've talked to them about this. Like, do you remember like prepping the elders at all for baptismal interviews, or or prepping even the investigators for the baptismal interview? You know, I don't ever remember prepping or even being nervous about it. Um, I do remember that when we taught that family, and the mom had had some things from her past. Yeah. she hadn't disclosed that right. to us, and so, so there's no way. Yeah, yeah. So when the elders um, talked to her, they ended up having to call the president about what had happened to her when she was younger, uh, and it took a little bit longer. But she ended up getting baptized. That's awesome. But, but she had some some stuff that was bigger than we knew. I just remember I just remember a couple of sisters coming up to me and being like, "Hey, make sure when you ask this question, like." They may say this or this, and just but but them giving me preparation for like that. And I never remember getting that anywhere else, and I don't know if it was something that like I don't know. I feel I feel bad because yeah, we buddy buddied with the elders, like with all of us, like we were all really close. But I feel like with the sisters, we were never. I was never as close with sisters as I was obviously with the elders. Right. Well, I'm just trying to remember. I'm sure that we would say you're going to get interviewed, and they're going to ask you about this and this and this. But I don't ever remember having to prep them or anything. I just remember they're just going to ask you questions and you just answer. And that's awesome. So that's probably yeah. how I should have been. But there are times I'd talk to investigators and be like, when they ask you this question, you say, yes, I believe. And I don't know. Cause they felt nervous. They're like, well, what if I don't pass? And it's like, Oh, you'll do fine. Let's just help you. Like, let's right. go over them real quick. Anyway. Yeah, so I don't remember being nervous. Your, your investigators I mean, were so ready. You had well, sister no, Timothy I, had prepped them so well. Do you know well. what I think? Yeah. So I didn't know what the questions were. <laughs> so <laughs> ignorance is bliss. Ignorance if you, if you bliss. don't know what the questions are, then. Maybe that's a different, because then preach my gospel, throughout preach my gospel at the end of every lesson, it's like, here are the, here are the um, questions that you need that are on the baptismal interview. And right. so they'd almost like prep them. So I guess that's interesting to hear that you didn't. Were you not aware of them? Were you? Oh, not? I'm sure I was aware of them, but I don't remember ever like. Interesting. Big yeah. times change. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. remember ever being nervous or anything about that. Okay. So, what's your go-to mission story? My go-to. If someone says, "Tell us a story from Thailand, your mission." <laughs> Do you want to know the, a funny story? Or? Sure. Sure. Whatever. Let's hear whatever. <laughs> First thing yeah. comes okay. To mind. So I was really freaked out because Thailand had snakes. You know, because you read about them, they're talking about king cobras and vipers and all this stuff. So I'm going over to Thailand, and, and those things are there. Yes, they okay. are. <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, there's going to be snakes everywhere. And I'm so scared. And Sleeping in your bed. Sleeping, like yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And so I get over there and I'm riding my bike and we were going out to teach this lady in, in the middle of nowhere. And... Um, I'm riding on a bike and I look over there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a king cobra. Look how big it is. And it was really a a banana leaf that that (laughs) was kind of up and kind of like that. (laughs) So that was a pretty funny story because I was always scared. I did see cobras on my mission. I did see vipers on my mission. The bugs. Scott likes critters, whether they, they, even critters that could potentially kill him. He thinks they're fun. One time I was riding my bike and I was, 
like on a dirt road going out to, to teach someone and there was a snake on the side of the road and it was probably about six feet long and like every inch it would go black, white, black, white, black, white, black, white. And I was thinking, I don't know what kind of snake that is. That's not like a cobra right. because cobras are, you know, gray. And right. um, I thought when I get home, I'm going to look that up. I got home. It was the Asian spitting cobra. Whoa. I know. So I was glad I just rode on by. Yeah, luckily, it didn't, it didn't yeah. stop and spit at you. Spit right. I just always figured everything was poisonous. Yeah. And there, and there was a green viper in our yard in Mahasarakam, in the backyard. So that I just lived there? Or just, uh, I, just I, I went outside and there it was sitting on the bucket. And I suddenly walked back in and closed yeah, the door. Oh yeah, I'm not, if yeah. that happens to me, I'm not proslighting that day. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. I'm in the that house. was pretty like, scary. Yeah. It's there's like, a snake. We've got, there's a snake out here and I'm done for the day. Yeah. We can call some people and talk to them over the phone, but I'm not leaving. Right. I'm so, that's the thing. Like I'm so scared. I'm just a scared human being. Like <laughs> yeah. that's just what I am. I'm anxious yeah. and I'm scared. And so, like, I'm living in Guatemala, and I'm lucky that the only snake I saw was a dead snake, like, on a fence. Like, some farmer had cut its head off with a machete, right, and just put it on the fence. But I, there are, like, yeah, there are poisonous, deadly things that live amongst you in these jungly, crazy places, and I probably would have just given up. Well, so, so speaking of snake, so snake is a, a term used in the, the Latin oh, yeah. of, of girls that are after elder missionaries. Really? Yeah, they say a snake. Snakies. Yes, you stay away from the, the snake. snake. elders. Yeah, okay. it's a, it's, yeah, it's any. It could be a member. It could be a non-member that just is tries to flirt with the elders. So, was there something like that that the sister Marys talked about? Um, there were scummy guys trying to get after you. Guys? No, no, but um, the the Thai women really did flirt with the elders. And they didn't call them snakes, though. Didn't call them snakes, but <laughs> there, there, there were a few midnight moves. We called them midnight moves, where, el- <laughs> where well, where elders elders had to get moved out of the right. town because um, the the there were some locals flirt, flirting flirting with them. Oh, jeez, I know, wow. kind of crazy. Do you do you have? Was there any jargon? Was there any like? For slacker missionaries. Yeah. And you want know, to hear like, like some of the legends of the stories and oh, stuff. Oh, can hear that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, after I got there, the, there were stories of like missionaries that had done, like got a massage <laughs> at the, oh, at the Thai massage. massage parlor and they ended up going home. And then um, there was... We love the mission lore. Whether it's true or not, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's true because yeah. I don't know if it really happened. And then yeah. there was another story that went around that... As long as we're not attaching names. It's right. Oh, right. I don't know who they were because who knows yeah. if they've been true. Yeah. But um, there was some missionaries that you know the little yellow papers that you fill out with all your statistics that you send to the president. President, um, these this, these couple of um, elders had filled out two weeks worth, and they had said to their maid, "Mail this one on this day, and mail this one on this day." And they actually got plane tickets and went to. Um, Malaysia. They'd gone to Malaysia Why? for two weeks. Well, <laughs> is Malaysia a vacation spot? Um, but right before I got to Thailand, every three months, every missionary had to fly to Malaysia and get their visas stamped in their passports live. They had to be in person to get it stamped. Oh. But after I got there, they'd changed the rule. Okay. So an AP, the APs would just would go, go would, they would take everybody. all the passports yeah. down and get them stamped. So, but that never happened for me. But they went on a, like a little trip. And the maid, the only reason they got caught is the maid sent in both weeks. So, got him. and so the mission, so the like, mission president got, on? yeah, he's like, what? This is for next week. And so he sent the APs up to their house. No one's home. And no one's home. And so they packed their bags, found out where they were, and met them at the airport when they flew in and sent them home. Like, what are you doing? But th- that's only a story I've heard, so I don't know if it's true or not. Well, see, the but... thing that's crazy, though, too, is you're in pairs for a reason almost, too, because that does keep you a lot more safe. So the fact that you get two elders that are like, hey, this that are is willing, a good idea. Yeah, this, yeah. Like, looks, yeah, looks, yeah, this I'm looks gonna, fun. I'm going to be able to do this, like, is, yeah. 
so uh, there's no way to transition into this. Uh, did you ever fall into water? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep the rules most of the time on my mission. <laughs> but in my last area, the apartment building that we lived at in Bangkok had a pool in the front yard. And one day, uh, Sister Nagoon and I were sitting there at the end of the day. We just put our feet in. <laughs> and the elders got home. That's how they get you. You put one toe one in that water. Satan <laughs> controls the water. Uh, the elders <laughs> rode in on their bikes and somebody pushed me in and then somebody pushed Nagoon in. I think the elders just jumped in and we were all in the water <laughs> in, our clo- in our clothes. <laughs> and it was the day it was the day President White went home. This seems like and it's President from Corbell like some got there. teen movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. pretty sure this was on Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, everyone gets pushed in the pool and now everyone's in the pool. And then, <laughs> and then somebody's missing. And then a demogorgon okay interesting so is that like so give me like i don't i'm not i'm not great with um geography but uh, even less so with thai de- geography bangkok how how close are you to i guess the coast like or is it is it inland is it is it, it a- so thailand it, it has a big long uh piece of land down in south but then it's just kind of a big round area and bangkok is kind of at the bottom middle and i would say it's probably 45 minutes to the bay that you can go in and they have lots of islands. Like if you've ever seen meet the parents when they're doing operation got you know where um What's his name? Is arranging the honeymoon and oh. the and um, <laughs> they all get all yeah. like oh, I know that he's planning something or you know and it's Operation Got Samui which um, I don't think they said I think they said Go Samui but it's Got Samui which means Samui Island because he's arranging he's the honeymoon. The yeah, and and so in the in the bay in Thailand there's a whole bunch of light islands. It's like when you see movies about Thailand and there's the white beaches and yeah, there's cool those cliffs, really you know, the yeah. cool cliffs and so that's where they. I never saw them, right, but right. they're on my list. So someday I'm gonna go see but them. But you did fall in a pool. I did so, fall in the pool. <laughs> and that was in your second area? It was my last area okay, in Bangkok. So, then, so you did end up in Bangkok in the big city. Was in that the, a huge transition? Huge transition because it's like, you know, in the out in the villages, people feed you. They want to talk to you. It's easy to find people to teach. In the city, you find people on the bus. Um, you walk around. People aren't as friendly. Um, you do lose weight. So all the weight you gained from eating everywhere you went. <laughs> Why? Why? Because people aren't feeding you as much, right? They're not okay, feeding you as right. much, and you're and you're okay. like we, the sisters. We were not allowed to ride our bikes in Bangkok because it was too dangerous. Elders were getting hit by cars all the time. So, okay. so sisters, I thought you were going to say like bikes were getting stolen. It's like no, no they're getting hit by cars. Yeah. Like, yeah, Elder okay. Anderson broke his arm. I'm trying to remember. There was quite a Jeez, few accidents. Really? Are yeah. these people not? Like pedestrians don't have the right of way. Bikers don't have right of way. They're just crazy drivers. They don't have any of those share the road. <laughs> no, there's none of that. Yeah, none yeah, of that. Okay, okay. So we walked everywhere we went. We rode buses and um, and but we still had people to teach. And we taught English and we worked in the orphanages. And so we would still find people. I remember teaching in Lupini Park a lot. And that's where they at five o'clock they would play the national anthem and we'd all stand up. And I was like, yeah. this is awesome. Did you ever think about singing the? United States national anthem over the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never thought about that. No, good, 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 good. So I, I, I did have think... a lady walk up and pee on the grass right where I was. <laughs> I was just sitting, and because in Thailand a lot of them will wear the sarongs and right. stuff, and if they need to go to the bathroom, they'll just they'll lift it up and they'll squat down on the ground and pee, and then she just kept on walking. I know that was weird. If you can't see anything, I mean, I guess right. It was, it was it was pretty so modest. The, maybe this is just American ignorance, but I've always heard Bangkok's kind of a seedier town. 
Like red light district, like just kind of a CD or, I mean, did you see any of that or was that? So in my area, because I was downtown Bangkok, there were streets we were not allowed on. Um, The one Soy Cowboy. That was easily mapped out. Like, hey, sisters, you're not going here. As a matter of fact, Soy Cowboy, which is the street that we weren't allowed on, was really, really like. I love that it's called Soy Cowboy. Soy Cowboy. (laughs) It was like 10 blocks from the church. It was pretty close to the church. And I, I've seen it when I've been on the bus. Like, I would be on the bus and I'd say, okay, that's the road I can't go down. And so I could see neon lights and I could see right. things down that street. I'm as far as seeing prostitution and stuff like that in Thailand. The only thing I ever saw was like at 9.30 at night when I'd be coming home to my apartment, there would be girls getting on the buses that... Heading that, out, heading into the city? Or? Well, they couldn't sit down because their skirts were so short. They Not couldn't cute. even sit down. But that's all I ever saw. Like I never saw anything. And it's really, it's really interesting about the culture there because most Thais don't even show affection in public. Hmm. So they won't hold hands. They won't do any of that. And then, so it's like two extremes. Interesting. So right. they, you have all this going on and then. Well, I thought it was more like, like sex tourism. Like, um, so. if, if you're white and you're in Bangkok, they think you're there right. for that. And it's mostly Australians. Okay. Um, Those Australians. Yeah. Well, I think it's cause it's so close. Right. Yeah. Australia is pretty close to Thailand, but, um, I think the elders would get asked questions like, are you here on vacation? Imagine, yeah. Are you here on vacation? vacation in right, right, right. And so they'd have to say, no, we're missionaries. So I know that that would happen, but that never happened with me. So did you ever feel sketched out, though, like any, any situations where maybe you could get mugged or anything like that? I had a couple of things happen on my mission, but they weren't super scary. When I lived in Rayette, I was in a bus station w- waiting to catch the bus, and something hit me from behind. I was like, what was that? And then I, I got hit by a rock again. So there was, oh, a, no. there was a lady in the bus throwing rocks at me because I was white. Jeez. Which that you know that hasn't ha- ever happened to me before, but the cute little <laughs> that guy didn't happen to you in Utah. <laughs> that didn't happen Not to me in Davis Utah. County. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but there was a cute little guy. I'm um, selling pineapple cookies right there, and he chased her off. So I mean that. Hey, that was just weird. A, like I'd never the been worst in humanity in the here, best, heroes yeah, around I, us. Yeah. yeah, I'd never been hit with rocks before. Yeah, <laughs> you oh, know. So and then in Bangkok, I did have a drunk guy pinch my bum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's as scary as it got. Like Thailand to me felt very safe. But you know, we were out in the morning and we got home by nine thirty right. at night, and right. so yeah. we never—I I never ever was scared for any the reason. Fu- so just to go back, I hope I'm not rewinding too much. But the, it was funny that you said you lost weight in the city. Mm-hmm. Because our my experience was we gained weight in the city because there was more access to food. Um, there were more. There were like actual places we could go to. Like there were McDonald's. Like, right. Like there was places where we could go and just eat. Whereas when we were out in like the jungles on our own, it's like we didn't eat as much because right. it, 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 there wasn't available. So I think that's just interesting how it's like flipped in your scenario. Well, I guess I, I think Thais are so hospitable. So whenever we would go anywhere out in the villages, they'd say, Oh, come in, eat. Let me, we're eating here, right. have some watermelon and here, you didn't have, have those this. kind of opportunities. The people didn't feed in you in Bangkok in the city. They just, they didn't invite you in to sit down and eat. They didn't. Um, but we would meet people, and when we would go and teach and stuff, it seemed like we would have planned things, but they wouldn't just feed us at any time. And because I was walking and walking and walking, that I'd ended up losing. Like, I didn't get super fat or anything. I did gain, <laughs> I did gain a little weight in my first two areas, and I was thinner uh, when I went home than I was when I left. So Right, right. Well, obviously, because the MTC, you know, it just did you in. Right, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So did you have the issue, we've talked about this, and sometimes in big cities, an issue you run into is the people that with whom you're speaking don't necessarily live in your, pro- in your area. So, like, you'd run into people at a park, right, or whatnot, and you they would end up being referrals. Like, if they showed any interest, you're like, then just, okay, well, we'll send this card on its way, and hopefully... 
Um, they or get, get their information and pass it to the elders or whoever, yeah, yeah, sisters well, in the other area where they live. Right. Did you find that to be an issue? Do you remember that? Being a complication? Or? You know, I don't remember that ever being a problem. We would teach people. I did have, um, so with my companion that I talked about that was bipolar, um, we were going through the drawers and we found this referral and it was like three months old. And we we're like, I wonder if they acted on this. And so we ended up going over to her and she was a Chinese Thai. So her parents were Chinese, but they lived in Thailand. So when you, oh. you when you looked at her, <laughs> she, 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 you know, because... Thais, to me, look very much like Filipinos or even South American, um, but she was very Chinese-looking, and, and she, but she spoke She was Thai. noticeably different. Yeah, right, she, right. She, she looks Chinese, and um, there, there's a big population of Chinese in Bangkok. But we went over there, and, she, and we knocked on the door, and we went in there. She goes, where have you been? I filled out that paper a long time ago. <laughs> so she remembered and knew. She wanted awesome. to study, and she actually, she was probably like, if, you know, when people call the golden investigator of all the people I taught, she was ready. She wanted it. She um, had met the missionaries. They'd given her a Book of Mormon. She had started reading it, and she wanted to know more. And so we That's sat awesome. down. We gave her the discussion um, the first discussion, we gave her uh, the pamphlet about Joseph Smith and asked her to pray about it. And she, when we went back to her, I don't know, it was the next day or the next time we went to see her, she, she said when she prayed about Joseph Smith, she had that warm burning in her chest and what did she need to do to be a member of the church? Awesome. So, so it's nice to, to have that, one, one yeah. of those without like you're, well, you're just like wanting so much for them to feel the spirit and join the church. She was just like, I'm ready. Teach me. Isn't that funny that you are truly just an instrument? Like it's not, it really isn't ever you. It's like these people are just prepared. Like the Lord prepares them in his own way and you're just facilitating. You're like helping out. You really are. The Lord's just working through you and that's cool. Like it's so cool to be a part of that. Like to not take credit for it. Be like, no, well, we were there. We picked up, we picked up the referral. We were doing our due diligence and the Lord had paved the way. Right. And we she ended up she had happen. been waiting for us, and she had started reading the Book of Mormon, and she wanted to know. And um, it was it was pretty sweet. That's she awesome. ended up uh, marrying an American, and she lives in Texas. No, oh, I know. You know, it's kind of crazy. That's that's cool. That's cool. So you're being in three areas. Then wh- give us a time frame. Then on each area, you said six months in. I, the I think first it was area? like a third, a third, a third. Okay. So I think that's okay. about what it was. Okay. Um, so any any other things that stand out? I mean, obviously you said it was a big change being in Bangkok. Anything else? You, were the people, did you feel that people were any different? Like just being like city folk, I, I guess? Could, like, I could understand the ties in Bangkok so much easier than hmm. the, the ties in the in the Isan because it's because they spoke in the Thai that I had learned oh, okay. because there was so much of the, in the MTC. The, yeah. The dialect in that first. And you know, and even when I would study my Thai companions or when I'd learn vocabulary, I would learn the Thai words. And so when I went down to Bangkok, I'm like, all oh, these people talk normal. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I'm not trying really hard to, to, figure out what they're saying. So that oh, the, cool. the language was easier yeah. for me to pick up in Bangkok. You that's know, I, well, I'd been there for a year. So, I mean, I spoke Thai, but it was like, it, right. was, it just was so much smoother right. than, than when I lived up in the Isan. Right. Do you have a, I mean, we all, you, I'm sure you loved all three of your areas, but is there one that you, did you like being in the city more than you liked being out? Or did you like being, you know, hmm. in Royette? Royette? Is that what it was? Royette. I yeah. think I loved Royette the most because, because um, of the big boot outside your window? Because the big boot, no. Yeah. Um, I loved all my companions, but Sister Nguyen Jen was my companion for, I think, three months. 
in. So I, like she was my longest companion. And so we really got to know each other. And I love. So you didn't have a companion more than two transfers? I was the sister that would stay. So it was like, I'd be here and then they would move people in and move people out. And so really. Which is a good indication of you being a. Yeah. Stable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened, but I got to have sister Nu and Jen for three months and, uh, she and I bonded and we were friends and we're still friends today. She ended up, um, coming to America and she has her Thai restaurant in Salt Lake called uh, Nguyen's Thai kitchen. It's, going, we all need to go. It's yeah. delicious. She's the best cook. Um, so with, she's the cook. She owns it and everything. And she just, owns it. She owns yeah. the restaurant and she's the, the best cook ever. She was the best cook when I was in Thailand, but now she, um, has it as her own business. And so, so cool. it is um, on, so um, 7200 South yeah. yes, um, and like 25th East-ish, kind of like you pass that grocery store, you take the 20th East exit for Fort Union and then you go a little bit further East and she's in a little shopping area. Right. So it's, it's, everybody should go there. So cool. if we say Sister Timothy sent us? Uh, yeah, she'd get the VIP treatment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. Extra dog meat I'll go with you. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with yeah, you. She, should do it. She's yeah. an excellent cook. Yeah. She has a great story. You should probably talk to her. She um, she joined the church, and um, but, but before she joined the church, she her dad was never a part of her life, and so she had her mom, and um, her mom ended up passing away. And so she, when she was 11, she oh, moved, yeah. she moved in with an aunt and an uncle and lived with them. And when she was 13, she met the missionaries and she wanted to study and she wanted to, she knew it was something that she wanted and, uh, they, they had to get permission, you know, to teach her and her uncle wouldn't give her permission. So one day she went in there and said, this is my bopper jam dua, which is kind of like, you have to get papers signed for your papers in your house. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like, yeah. kind of like your papers and said, we signed here. And it was the papers to study with the missionaries and, he, <laughs> and he'd been drinking. So he signed it and, um, she ended up joining the church and then there's some things that happened when, with her uncle that were not good. And so she ended up running away and she moved in with a family because she had joined the church at that point that were members. And so she dropped out of school when she was 14 and earned her keep. She worked at, because they owned a restaurant. And so she cooked and earned her keep there. And so her education is only until she was 14. And um, when I was her companion, she would, she would ask me, Sister Timothy, will you help me study English? And so I helped her study English and she was smart and she worked hard and she, she's an amazing person. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So, yeah, we're definitely going to have to stop by. Yeah, yeah. maybe get her on even. What's her name again? Nguyen Jen. Nguyen Jen, and what's the name of the restaurant? Uh, Nguyen's Thai Kitchen. Nguyen's Thai Kitchen. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Um, okay, Any anything else you have as far as, like, memories that you like to share of different areas? I mean, we were just on Bangkok, but if you want to reach back into another area, anything else you want to get out? We've got a couple more things lined up, but we want to make sure we get all, all, your, all your stories out. Well, I, I think that when you get called to a mission, uh, you know, you have it in your head maybe where you want to go or whatever. And when I opened Thailand, I was like, oh, I don't even know where that is. Um, but after I got there, I know that it was the perfect mission for me because I, I've i always been kind of reluctant to impose on people. And I, um, I'm thinking, you know, why am I going on a mission where I'm, when I'm all nervous about this? But when I ended up going there because of the no proselyting, you can't knock on doors, you can't do all this stuff. It ended up being perfect for, for the way I am. Yeah. And um, 
in my patriarchal blessing, it talks about um, that I will be blessed to, to teach in a land where the Lord sees fit to open countries to the gospel. And while I was on my mission, President White opened Cambodia. So, awesome. so, so you know, cool. you know, yeah. I know we're not supposed to share all some of that stuff, but um, uh, I, I, I know that that's where I was supposed to go, and those people I was supposed to meet, and they it changed my life forever. Yeah. And I, I love the people of Thailand. No, that's when, awesome. when they announced the temple, I like I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> well, <laughs> long, even now when long, I think how, about it, how long goes that? Um, they announced it two years ago, and they have the property. And they um, like three months ago, they released the drawings of it in the church news, and it's beautiful. It's kind of like in Hong Kong, where yes. underneath there's going to be like the mission home and church offices, Which is smart. yeah. And yeah. then the temple's going to be up at the top with big pointy spires, and I I can't wait. That's awesome. So and you're you going to go, go back? Out, yeah. Oh, I'm going to go for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I like I like how you said that too. It's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. You don't, you don't realize what you need and then you get out there and you're like, yeah, this, this was exactly, for me. Yeah. But I think it's funny because your, your personality, like you're not an overbearing person. And I feel like if you would have had to been that in a place where you have to process and like, be pushy, get in, get in, get in. But you're like, no, for me, it's like, I just needed to go out there and get along with people and be loving and it worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was the perfect mission for me because I, I think I don't want to ever impose myself on people. And so the ties are so warm and friendly and like, oh yeah, uh, uh, Jesus. Yeah, we studied about him yeah. in school. <laughs> Would you like to study more? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it ended up just being perfect. And even if they'd ended up not joining the church, they were gracious and they wanted to spend time with you and they wanted to hear what you had to say so it was a it was a great mission for me something i love i have this weird fascination with um i guess eastern cultures and, and asian cultures is just the respect the amount of respect that they show and i think that's something that's so cool like just to, like you say like it was never felt like when it was a no it never felt weird it was just like thanks like thank you so much for coming no we're not gonna do it but like at the same time you didn't feel like right. they were rejecting you it was like right. no we're not we're not doing this like right but well right well we'd be driving down the, like riding our bikes or whatever and we'd talk to people do you want to stay oh i don't have time right <laughs> but, right, right, but right, they're right, sitting right. under their house with their guitar right. <laughs> <laughs> but they wouldn't say we don't want to stay oh i don't yeah, have time no, yeah they, they were very right, nice right, 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 yeah right. no that's awesome that's awesome um so we we did ask you if you could do this for us before we need you to do some kind of introduction that you would do in thai yeah. It can be very basic. Like if like it's to introduce myself lines. and who introduce I am. Introduce yourself, who you am, who, who you am, who you am, who you is, <laughs> is and, who, in our future and who you this be, school who you be. <laughs> He's translating from Spanish. Yeah, that's yes, what it was. Yes, a, a star, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what was I going to say? And, uh, you know, tell him, you know, we talk about Jesus, the guy that died on the cross, mm, okay. if you remember that. Okay, let's see. Not in the wooden pants. <laughs> right, don't say it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Chanchu, Sister Timothy, Ben Pusan Satsana, Samrak Satsana Jack Kong Praise to Chris, Hing City Chon Yuk Sutai, Rao Yag, can't remember the word for share, Yag Rian Hai Satsana Jack Kong Praise to Chris, um, I do have, um, I'm sorry to like many people, we believe in God because I still have that in my yeah, head. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I have, I think, the first part of Doctrine and Covenant section four still memorized. Let's see if I can remember it. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I'm going to get. Awesome. I have more. I have more in my head, but I, you know, I don't want to mess it up. No, that's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> so just real quick on that, the Jesus Christ, we were talking to um, Caleb, who, who spoke Mandarin, and he said that was actually rooted in Spanish originally, the way they said it. And the way you said Jesus Christ just sounded, it sounded more, it sounded familiar, right? Because they're not. <laughs> the they're, one they're, word I picked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That and Sister Timothy. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Prayesu. Prayesu Christ. Prayesu Christ. See, I'm putting a, I'm putting a so, Spanish accent. Pray, <laughs> pray so, in, in, in Thai, when you talk about God or you talk about the king, you always royally do something. And so, like, uh, you, when you talk about God, you, there's always, like, the pra in, in front of it, or, and song praton, like, you royally do something. And so, pra, pra is like... Prapupanjau is God. Prapupanjau, pra Jesus Christ is Jesus. It's, like it's a form of... It's, hey, a, it's, it's a higher important. language, yeah. like, because it's of respect. And there's the, the normal type, and then there's the law language that you would use your, with your friends. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, it, there's cool. different levels. So like, if I would have like met the queen at her birthday party, I, which I stood like five feet away from right, her, right. and she smiled at me, so that was a thrill. <laughs> but well, like, so if I would have story, so you, how, how did you get into the, to, to the queen's birthday party? So in Thailand, Mother's Day and Father's Day are the king and queen's birthday, and right before I was getting ready to come home from my mission, it was the queen's birthday, and um, because I was serving in Dindang at the uh, the Asok the branch, that's where the Americans meet too. So we, I was in the Thai branch, but the Americans meet in the same building. And um, there were some people that worked for the government, and they had some tickets to the birthday party. So they gave them to me and Sister Nagoon. So Sister Nagoon are like, yeah, we totally want to go to the birthday party. And we got permission to go. So cool. And so we go onto the royal grounds with the, with the palace, and we're just kind of standing out there because everything's being... Um, uh, the sound system, you can hear it all around the whole grounds. And so everybody, it's like packed. And these people come up to me and Sister Nagoon. They say, come with us. We have some seats for you. They take me in. I'm on the fourth row right in front of the queen. And I know it was because I was a foreigner and they probably wanted to have a mix of people in there. But, um, people came from all over the world. The <laughs> well, I think it was just all over the country. So yeah. there were the ties. But um, I got to sit in there and listen to her give her speech and be like right in front of her. And so that was such a thrill. And Sister Nagoon was dying because... You know, she's like, oh my it's gosh. Queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, the queen, it's, and we get to sit right yeah. here. And so after it was over, you know, they took her out, and we were walking around and going out kind of the back door over this way because it was the closest. And she had gone out and said hello to the people. And when um, they why people in Thailand, they don't shake hands, so they why, you know, with their hands in front of their face. And when they see the queen, they like lay on the ground and put their hands Right, really right, high. right, right. And um, so people are like laying on the ground everywhere, and we're walking out and do, do, do. And all of a sudden, here comes the queen, and she walks up right in front of me, three, four feet away. She smiles at me and gets into the car. Aww, and so I got, I got go. to, it's like I got to meet the queen. Did that just, that just, 
That was so awesome for your companion then, just to be oh, like feet she was, away. She was so thrilled. Couldn't speak for days. Right? Because <laughs> it's like she had never been that close to the queen well, it's either. it's not a small, like 70 million people. It's like it's lot. not a small country. Like to be the queen of that country and then you just get to be like, whoa, what the heck? Like, right. Yeah, Man. I'm we, right We here. were really lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's it was awesome. fun. I'm sure someone has pictures of that. You know what I mean? Like someone has a picture. Yeah, you, yeah, like some you random picture. Some I bet it was in yeah, the newspaper. There's the white girl at the queen's speech. just sitting there smiling like, yeah, we're just here. You know, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. It was um, good. Dang it, what was I going to ask? I don't. Uh, anyways, your introduction. Your introduction. That was awesome. It's cool to hear that. It's cool to hear that. And and, yeah. and even Doctrine and Covenant section four. Like as you started it, like in my head, just like automatically, yeah, I, started I started going, going through Portuguese. it. Yeah, like I started right. going through it. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Like the Lord. You're, like if you're willing to go, Lord, you're going to go, and yeah. the Lord's going to send you, and you're going to be okay. And yeah, anyways, I, those are the thoughts that ran through my head. But. Yeah, one, that's such good times, because we would say the Doctrine and Covenant section four, we'd stand up and say it and tie together at all of our zone conferences, yeah. and we'd sing um, Praise to the Man at all of our zone conferences and tie, and we'd do all that. So it's like, you know, we're good times and oh, good memories. Awesome. Well, see, we didn't do DNC four. Really? Um, yeah, this is, we did DNC one twenty. We did the one, let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. That may have been because there were some uh, less than less than uh, virtuous elders in our mission, but that's those are the, those are the, those are the verses we said. Uh, did like so weird. Like I remember thinking, like, oh, it's a good verses, but then I never like really thought about like why are we doing virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly? Anyways, it was good, but like I know every other mission is like, yeah, DNC four, yeah, DNC four. We, yeah. There was one in Alma as well that we did. Really, I'm trying to remember what it was, but and we would we would recite it so. Before we'd go out teaching for the day. So we'd stand face That's to cool. face. And we'd do that. We'd do the missionary uh, purpose. Um, yeah, yeah. Gospel. Invite. Yeah, invite. Uh, yeah. And then we would uh, bear our testimonies with each other before we left for the day. Oh, I That's love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I love yeah. that. You get so jazzed up. You're just like jacking like, each other up. You're like, yeah. let's go gather <laughs> Israel. Let's go gather Israel. Holy cow. No, that is cool. That almost feels like, that just makes me think of like a boxing match. Like you're just psyching yourself up in the fun, mirror. Yeah. You just stand like facing each other. You'd, you'd, you'd go through it and then you'd bear each other's testimony about stuff. Yeah. That's cool. I loved it. No, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll let Scott. Scott loves this last question. Here we go. Here's, here's the concluding, oh, no. here's the concluding <laughs> question. That we're we really haven't prepped you for this, so here we go. Yeah, so so knowing what you know now, um, would you serve again as sister missionary Timothy back in the day? And then also, knowing what you know now, if you were called to serve a mission now, would you go again? Oh, I would go in a second. Okay. I would much rather be on a mission than working. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after President Nelson's uh, fireside in June, mm-hmm. where he talked about the most important work on the earth today is gathering Israel. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that in my heart. And um, I think because I went on a mission, my kids have benefited from it, and I would go in a second. I think learning Thai, I think it would come back to me like if I were going to go to Thailand again, but I would go anywhere. I would, I would go anywhere. I would go to any mission. I think speaking English for me at this point would be better. <laughs> I mean, like you but, said, though, you, I mean, it's affected your family. Your oldest daughter right now is... She's on a mission on in Des Moines. Yeah. She's in Des Moines, Iowa. And my second daughter is um, going to missionary prep right now, and yeah. she's planning on going to mission next summer. So yeah. it's exciting. I, I think it's it's the way it should be. Yeah. So, so and, and then you would say then, you what would you go tell Sister Timothy if you could go At back... 22, with your knowledge, with your, right? accounting, your accounting degree. Yeah. <laughs> Would you, I mean, you tell her so obviously we knew this was coming. You'd say, yes, go, you need to go. Right. But what would, what, what, what advice would you give her? 
what advice would I give myself, my young self back then? I mean, you might not listen. Your young self might not listen, but what would you at least say? Well, I, I think I, I put my whole heart into my mission back then. I think the, the, the first four months when I was there and I was so homesick, I would say, you're going to learn Thai. It's going to come. You're going to be okay. You're going to learn how to speak the language and people are going to understand you. (laughs) And you're going to have bad companions and you're going to have good companions. Most of my, all my companions were good. Even the one that was bad, I ended up loving her. But, um, um, I would just work your, I'd say work your hardest. Give your whole heart. Um, I think there were days that I didn't give 100%. And um, where I, when I was discouraged. And so I would just, I would tell that person to be all fired up. You know how you get fired up in the MTC? To not lose that fire. To just go out and find the people and to, to the, the, the people who are prepared for the gospel will find you. Because the, his sheep know his voice. And then when they hear what you have to say, they will know that you speak the truth. And I, not that I was ever shy, because I was never shy on my mission. Uh, and I talked to people. But I would just say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. You know, because right. I think the first part of the mission, not awesome, right? But but it becomes right. awesome. I just I, I love that that you can talk about that and, and realize it. And I, I think that's the biggest thing, and we talk about it a lot. I just think kids nowadays they don't get past that hard part. Right, they give up. They give up, and and, that, and that's the thing. Is, and we enable them as adults sometimes. Right, but the, it's okay to do hard things, and it's okay to be sad sometimes, and it's okay to not know what's going on. And if you just take it day by day, you're going to get to a point where yeah. you're like. I'm figuring this out. Like, I know what I'm here to do. Yeah. I, I think living in Thailand, because it's still a third world country, there's still things that... Um, the dogs just fell in the spirit like us. Yeah, the, 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 the dogs <laughs> fell in the spirit. Um, that they don't have the conveniences. I mean, you know, downtown Bangkok, they do have some fast food and they have some stuff like that. But um, in the villages that I lived in, most of those people, they lived from day to day. They would go out and earn enough money to buy food for the day and they were happy. And I live in in the United States where we have more than anything and everybody is falling apart and everybody's sad and uh, nobody's resilient. and, And it's like... It, just be happy with what you've got. Right. I think I learned that I can be happy with nothing. Like if my house burned yeah. down as long as my family was okay, I would be fine. And right. I, I think you have the gospel and um, the peace in your heart and the fire. And that's really, that's what life is about. It's not about how much you have and, and living in a third world country and teaching the gospel and meeting those people and seeing their lives change. It changed my life forever. That's awesome. I love it. That's how we're ending. I do it, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sister thank Timothy you. from 90, what'd you say? 93, 94. Bangkok, Thailand. I love it. Incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.